Greetings and welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals to episode 372 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly gaming podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, and I'm joined this week by two lovely people. The American legend himself. No, no, the other person isn't standing behind you, Moody. <laughs> said lovely people. I did. I know one's here, but where's the other one? Uh, down by your feet somewhere. It's Daffod Moody. I'm back. I'm alive. Some would Did say, you "Miss me, people." <laughs> it's Friday. You know what that means? It's video game something. day. Something. It's that thing. Something. Day. <laughs> it's something there. It is something. How is everyone? I hope everyone is well. I'm good. I mean, we will, we will, we will. And I'm also joined. <laughs> A little too fast, there, Moody. Come on. A little, little bit too fast, there. By the boy racer. I know you've been gone for a week, but Jesus, you haven't lost it all. I'm st- I take it back. You do. You do never stop talking. And the boy <laughs> racer himself. It's Mr. Vitz Patel. Back at like a bad habit. How are we going, everybody? <laughs> Why is everyone so negative about themselves today? This I, this will not stand. It's Friday. You know what that means. It means we're all going to be nice to ourselves. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Soft <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Okay, I'll ask the question again. How is everybody? <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Pretty good. Can't complain. No, wait, maybe that wasn't good blood, enough. We're gonna, blood we're taken. Gonna that back. Oh. What have you done to your arm? I am a blood taken. Oh, you see okay. a vampire today. Yeah, sort of. Did you uh-huh. watch Castlevania and you went, there's a sexy woman on that and I'm just like... Amy yep. would want that. <laughs> Wait, and then what did I do? I'm curious to know what happened next you in this in this her. version Cle- of the story. You clearly went and found her. <laughs> I went to I went to Cartoon Land. <laughs> I, I painted I painted a, a thing on the wall <laughs> and I just ran through it. Not up my feet. That's good. <laughs> oh, I just want to get my blood ta- blood taken every three oh, months. Yeah, you taking you taking enough pills <laughs> they make you give blood <laughs> every three months Fair. There, there, there you go <laughs> yeah i hate it i hate it yeah it doesn't sound like too much fun to be honest well you know you sit there and then they put the needle in and then it's like it doesn't go in and out it's not like an injection it sits there for a while and you can feel it wiggling about no the needle's not wiggling about <laughs> No. <laughs> I think if the dealer was wiggling about, I wouldn't be here. The blood's in there somewhere. <laughs> my, my response, my response to your text saying you were coming and I really would have been cool. Uh, can you also record it and send it to me? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll publish it when I'm out of hospital. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then just a picture of like a bloody room. <laughs> Do I need? Should, should I start introducing Adora? It's like the it's like the fourth well, if podcast. I pick her up, she's gonna start fighting straight away, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not in the mood to start fighting with her and getting clawed and scratched. So no, that's a shame. It's gonna be interesting. She's going in for her first uh, uh, grooming trimming next week. So because she's got. She's like grown really big, really fast over the last couple of weeks, and it's just, just and her hair is just like, <laughs> she's just puffy right now, and so my partner's just like, she looks fat, 
She ain't fat. She's just very puffy because of her fur. But she looks fat. I was like, okay, fine. What do you want to do? We'll put her in for a grooming. Okay. But okay, are you sure she's going to be able to handle this? Because she doesn't handle a lot of good, a lot of good things at all. You know, she doesn't handle walking. <laughs> she doesn't handle going for walks. <laughs> she does not like it. <laughs> uh, so it's like, well, we'll see what happens. I said, all right. Well, she fights us when we've had the shower before. Yeah. Well. Seth wobble not I was, I was like, oh, interesting. I was going to say, you're not doing the grooming. No, I know that. But I'm so, so I have, have you to pay the surcharge the afterwards. Yeah, my thing, yeah, it's, yeah, basically, it's just a, a severance charge of just, <laughs> That's it. Of all the claws, marks uh-huh. afterwards. I'm just like, I want to have money at the end of this, right? <laughs> We're not going to be bankrupt because of her by the end of this. Um, my mm. partner didn't answer that. <laughs> 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 oh, went wrong. Okay. okay. No comment. No comment. Yeah, something like that. But no. Yeah, she's grown. She's a devil, but she's a princess at the same time. She's a diva, like full-on diva. Oh, like she knows what she wants. She knows what she likes. She knows what she doesn't like. And she's like, if you try and do something she doesn't like, oh my gosh, she's gonna make you know about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Good behavior. Fair enough, and Fair enough indeed. I don't want people doing, like, you know, I, I think that's fair. I don't do anything I don't want to do. Fuck that. Yeah, but she needs to go out potty outside. Not inside Why? all the time. There's this great big area inside where she can do it without having, to, without, without having to go outside. That's it. Her humans are going to pick up after her regardless exactly. of where she goes. Inside, outside, that bag's still coming out. <laughs> What's the difference? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking to you too about my dog. You weren't going to be helping me, are you? <laughs> when have I ever been helpful? <laughs> yeah, that one's on you, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's Vitz? I take a yeah, back. I'm going now. Yeah, we're doing bye. good. See ya. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a busy old week with uh, forts coming out. So we've got a little rig over here, which has been put to good use. Uh, so yeah, it's just been a lot of that, and uh, for some reason, against our better judgment, we saw the Gran Turismo movie finally. So uh, oh. yeah, we have some thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> I need to add that later. I didn't add that in. <laughs> it's I'll all good. Don't worry about it. Didn't I mean, <laughs> at a certain point, Mooney, I stopped looking. <laughs> <laughs> when you see him, no, th- thanks again for for inviting us back and having us on. It's you are always welcome. Very kind of you. We haven't scared you off. The last one we had, we scared them off. So <laughs> the last few we had. We're still looking for foxes. We don't know if he's. Yeah, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Could, could have gone to hibernation, and he just hasn't gone back yet. We don't know. And Joe uh, is Joe. Joe's in America what? right now. Joe's in he America. Is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw his post about eating you know. barbecue. Yeah, like real barbecue. Living his best life. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish we were all living our best life. That's it. Speaking of living your best life, uh, Moody, things which have happened in the previous week. Uh, so, as you may have caught last week, so Amy and I had a little bit of a cheeky chat about all well, things. Well, like Amy asked you something, and yeah. <laughs> Amy, and yes. tra- Amy and trapped Vitz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trapped you, Vitz, yeah. It's the best way to say it, yeah. And uh, yeah, now, now we're going to put together a little D&D game for <laughs> your good selves and anybody else who'd like to, to be involved. So... Just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I'm excited for that. Like I thought, that's what. So like I've been wanting to do this. Like like Amy said, 
Well, since playing Life is Strange True Colors and everything, and then obviously you remember you played... Old. Um, Hmm? That game's two years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that game, and then we then did another D and D thing on um, Goodbye Volcano mm. High, which I really enjoyed mm. as well. And like uh, my boss, who I work for and work with, he's a big D and D guy. And now we've just got a new team leader who's a big D and D guy. And I'm just like, it's like you rubbing it in my fucking face. Now, <laughs> what I was about, I'm going to ask a question. Mm. This doesn't preclude us playing D and D together, but could you mm. play with them? No, they like to do the tabletop thingy where I have to go and be social with them. Yeah. I can only be social with them at work. That's my <laughs> lot of time. That's where I get paid. <laughs> what if you they suggest... They me outside of work hours. What if you suggest, like, as a, as a well-being initiative at your place of work, like D&D Fridays, like once a month, in the afternoon on a Friday, <clears throat> you play D&D. We're working on the afternoon on Friday. Yeah, but you don't have to. Well-being, mm-hmm. really. It's all about well-being. Mental health. Okay. Well, we're very busy at the same time, so no. <laughs> no, I never asked them, but at the same time, like, uh, I prefer I, right now to get myself into it. Boys doing it how we're going to do it, like obviously online and everything, like through mm-hmm. chats and whatnot, would probably be the better way for me, just to ease me also, ease me into it. And yeah, fair enough. Nice. Well, uh, yeah. So I have uh, several ideas uh, percolating. I'll be working on a few bits and pieces this week. In terms of what we can do, and as I was saying to to Amy and uh, on the Discord server kind of thing, we've got a, a an outline together, so a framework of how the kind of eventual will play out. So all we need now is some characters to go with. Yeah, them. I've seen that stuff. I just haven't looked at it yet. Sorry, hi, I've not. Replied a, no, 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 it's, it's all so. good. Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to go down the route of there's a difference between reading. And understanding. <laughs> that as well. as well, no doubt about it. Like, I read all of the words. Yeah, there you go. Some of them made sense. Yeah, <laughs> Some yeah. of them I heard before. Cool. But no, it's all good. I'm, I'm very excited to, to put this together. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, just wait, just wait until you have to DM me. They'll change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just let us know and then we'll like, sort out a day for it and whatnot. And um, yeah. All good. I Amy, mean, how's your week been? I feel good, you know, it's been fine. Started playing Final Fantasy X, as you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious, just a little bit interested. Sure. How are you finding it so far? So about twelve according to my PlayStation five clock, I'm like twelve hours into it. Mm-hmm. Um it's good. I love the fi- I love the battle system. I, Final Fantasy X has made me <laughs> retroactively angry at every RPG that has come out since it. That you can't just swap your party members around in combat whenever you want. Yeah, Why didn't that become a thing? Really kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. That should be a thing. Yeah, that would be too much fun. Mm. Yeah, see, stars, did, yeah. which was really good. <laughs> really yeah, like really I think fun. about, I think about when we. You remember when we talked about Octopath Traveler too, like earlier this year, and I was bemoaning yeah. the fact that I had to keep grinding the characters that weren't in my party to get the levels up and stuff. And it's just like Final Fantasy X solved this problem twenty years ago. <laughs> what the fuck, guys? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, you still have to grind a little bit because you have to like if to get them points, you have to get them at least into the match and let them. Oh yeah, yeah, or something yeah. or do a spell or something. But yeah, you have they to get really the orbs, solve it really well. The spheres for the. For the mm-hmm. for the uh, probably far too convoluted skill leveling up system. <laughs> yeah, then they ruined it for then they ruined it in twelve, I think, and I'll, then thirteen. I don't talk about. I've never played those ones. This is part of my adventure through games that I've not played before. It, it's one of your blind spots. So twelve was my first Final Fantasy. So it oh, always wow. holds a special place in my heart. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and then thirteen. 
I enjoyed despite, or in spite of itself. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So obviously, like coming coming from uh, from twelve, and that being my uh, my first experience outside of like trying to dabble in in seven and whatnot, uh, it was kind of okay. Thirteen second in a different direction. It's very linear. We can just get through it. The the characters, some of them are uh, more fun than others, and uh, yeah, an adventure was had. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it that way. That's fair. The funny thing for twelve for me was that. Um, by the end of the, when, by, when I finished it, I was just like, the main character shouldn't have been the main character. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And then, but obviously, I wasn't like really on the internet that by then and whatnot. So until I until I saw it all online, everyone was just like, well, no, no, Vaughn should not have been the main character. <laughs> and I was like, wait, everyone agrees with me? What yeah. the hell? <laughs> and yeah, and it's just like, okay, that's interesting, but not yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's some fun parts in it, but I don't really remember it as that great for it. So I know nothing about twelve. The only thing I remember about Final Fantasy Thirteen is there's a chocobo that lives in a little in a guy's little hair. It's a little chocobo. It's big hair. He's got a big old afro, and it's in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I think it was even on this podcast when Lightning Return. I don't know when Lightning Returns came out, but I remember um, that was the third Final Fantasy Thirteen. Where yes. they had lightning, lightning's character models on the on the box art of all three games, and in the third, and in the third one, they to try, I guess, to try and sell more copies of the game, like they made it boobs bigger, and it was very funny. When in doubt, <laughs> make them bigger, I guess. This, exactly, this, that's that's been my was philosophy. This, <laughs> <laughs> was this before or after lightning became a model for Vogue? Um, I probably I was probably tied into yeah. the two things were probably tied together. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Correlation there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm enjoying ten. It's 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 got what it's got a story that I feel like is good, but told very strangely, like in a very strange way. Um, which don't ask me to explain that right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of Blitzball. I've played one match of Blitzball and just left it alone. Like <laughs> oh, I loved Blitzball when I was a kid. It's good. Liked, yeah. It's good. It's just it, the, the fundamentals are exactly the same as ice hockey, so I, I understood the game almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, I've seen the Mighty Ducks. I know. I, know that I, a, I remember that. Uh, go, go Canucks. Um, no, I, I, I've talked to a couple of people about it, and they all say, like, oh, yeah, like, and they talk about Blitzball, and they're like, oh, man, that man, that man, one mandatory match at the beginning that you, you're supposed to lose, and I just I was like, you're not supposed to lose it. I mean, I won. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. <laughs> it's, it's really, yeah, it's, it doesn't make a difference which one, really. You can lose it or you can win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was determined to win it though, but yeah. Um, I think if you win it, you get uh, more money. I think you get um, you get one of those special um, spheres that you put in an empty sphere slot, and it gives you extra stats. Amy, yeah. question for you: after after you enjoy it, your thoroughly good time with Final Fantasy X, do you think Ten Two might be in your future? No, no, and Mo- and Moody knows this about me. It's like if I try to roll from. 10 to 10 2 i lose interest in 10 2 whether it's a great game or not like okay. it would be like trying to go from final fantasy 10 to like another final fantasy it's like i gotta switch you need to mix it up okay. i gotta i gotta, yeah, I I gotta switch back. gears yeah. like <laughs> and then come right. back like come back to my haphazard journey through final fantasy like after i played i don't know whatever else mm-hmm. i'm gonna end up playing yakuza's on the i've installed a bunch of games i was basically taking my own advice from what we were talking about last week 
uh, when we were talking about the Capcom guy, he said that games yes. games need to be more expensive. Um, and mm-hmm. I think I made the point that, well, all right, I mean, put the games up. I've got plenty of games that I own that I've never played. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I think I took my own advice on that one. <laughs> I just looking through all the games, like the the new release games and stuff, like the, the games for reviewing or podcasts and stuff, and I just wasn't feeling it. And then I was scrolling through my PlayStation library and I just saw Final Fantasy. I saw Final Fantasy VII and I was like, well, no. I've played that like 20 times. But mm. Final Fantasy X, though. <laughs> Why X specifically? Don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, in, in the in the pantheon of Final Fantasy, X is probably the other seminal one. Along, uh, uh, Aside from the ones that came out on like SNES and things like that as well. Like uh, sure. 6 or six. 3 in America, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, of the of the more modern ones, I want to say, even though yeah, it's twenty years since the ten came out at this point, kind of thing. Jesus. Uh, yeah, ten, yeah. 10, 10 is ten is one of the more seminal ones. It's got more grave. I would have. <laughs> I would have probably played Final Fantasy VI, but I don't own it, so I went with ten because uh, you talked about loving it. Um, my friend, an amazing streamer who also has a Patreon, you should go and check out Luna Mothwings. She's she's told me about how much she loves it. Um, Sadie. Who's been on the podcast before talks about how much she loved it. Um, my friend Ness, who's an amazing um artist, she loved it. And so I like I think I've just been absorbing this love for Final Fantasy X over the years. And then I just went, oh yeah, I'll give it a go. But that comes with its own risks because if I don't like it, I've got a problem. <laughs> You'll never have a quick aside if you don't like something. Yeah. No, I was gonna say quick uh, quick aside, uh, don't be alarmed that the new logo for Patreon looks like pure gym. It's still Patreon. It looks like it looks like a vibrator. <laughs> it looks like a vibe. That was the I saw it and I didn't know I didn't know I was looking at the new Patreon logo because I saw it before I saw the context and I was just like, huh? Like I was confused as to how it hadn't tripped the the fil- the content filters on Blue Sky. You know, like the, the adult content ones, which I have tripped myself three times in a row now. <laughs> How that made it through. And then I was like, oh, it's a logo. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no. What's the new logo? I'm confused. It's It looks like a jelly bean. Yeah, Patreon, uh, Patreon's had a bit of a rebrand. So they moved away from the <laughs> whole orange thing. It looks, it's shaped like a jelly bean, but because it's colored in completely black, it's definitely something I've seen on a sex toy website before. Is it owned Is it owned by Elon Musk? Because that's what the colors he's changed to Twitter, isn't it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Elon yeah. Musk doesn't own Patreon. Yeah. He, he does not. <laughs> Some rich asshole owns it. I'm sure he's just as much of an idiot. <laughs> But has the, the the better sense to be quiet. At least. Yeah, at least he doesn't tweet. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, cool. But yeah, yeah, dead air. Everybody loves a bit of dead. Air. I love a bit of dead air. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta let the podcast breathe, like a bottle of wine. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta we let all, Moody breathe. We've all breathed. We've all breathed. Mm-hmm. So should we should we get into the actual podcast? Sure. Why not? Cool. So, Fitz, you, um, this was, I think this was your idea originally. Yeah. It was so, a, take a it away. A, <laughs> yeah. So, it was a, it was an open question. And it was just one of the random things that I have, as, as many of the random thoughts swimming around in this old dome of mine. Is 2023 the horniest year in video games? So far. Now, yeah, so far. Yeah. Cause, uh, 
Yeah, at the time of recording, we're still in October, uh, and there's a few more months where I'm sure it'll get even spicier somehow. <laughs> but this year seems to be more than ever, and it, it might just be the, that people are more uh, open and expressive, or just that uh, obviously social media is even more prevalent than it was a couple of years ago, and, and so on and so forth. People uh, are more open about talking about things, but people be thirsty, and they've been extra thirsty this year, I'd say more than any other year. So I just thought it was an interesting discussion. The have. only time I can think of them being more thirstier than this year is uh, Resi Viz Village, Resident Evil Village. Yeah, and it that was, was only, only a couple of years ago. Is that just me, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me. I don't know. People, people, were going, uh, people were big fans of uh, their daughters as well, the the three daughters mm -hmm. that they had as yeah, well. Yeah, but they weren't privileged to the Demetrisk. marketing of this game. Like, right. Capcom, ex like Capcom they exactly knew what they wanted to do. And they went, Amy Kate Alexander would like this character. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I appreciate <laughs> that they finally made a Resident Evil game for me. The biggest fan of the series. There you go. And I can call myself that because I've played Umbrella Core. <laughs> it's a title you earn when you finish that game. Um, but yeah, no, it's an interesting question um, and a lot of fun. And I'm glad we, we brought it around this week considering what the second half of the podcast looks like. Um, but the... the it's a, Yeah, I, I don't know. Like Part of it is I just think like we, we're all more open and expressive yeah. Are we? Or is it just that we've, and I, I'm speaking for myself here and not necessarily for you two or anybody else, but like, is it just that I've started following more people who are more open about that kind of thing? And then I've just come into contact with thirstier and thirstier um, video game opinions as time has gone on. It could be. Uh, and and then I'm rebroadcasting the them to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, yeah, but I think we've had uh, a lot more characters which have been kind of like lightning rods uh, this year, more more than in recent memory. And uh, I obviously, we'll be remiss if we don't speak about characters like Bowsette that popped up a couple of years ago. I was going to bring up Bowsette. Yeah. 2018, <laughs> 2018 will give 2023 a run for its money purely yes. because of Bowsette. <laughs> <laughs> so we were speaking earlier in the week and uh, we were saying how uh, it was a movement in itself. Uh, it was. Kind of thing. It was a good movement. I enjoyed it a lot. But if we take just a, a cursory glance at this year and, and what we've had so far, so in no particular order, so we had Tears of the Kingdom come out and everybody lost their mind over Pura. Then uh, quite recently we've had Baldur's Gate 3 come out and everybody lost their, their minds over everything. So we're talking Kylo, we're talking Asterion, we're talking Shadowheart and everybody else kind of thing. At the start of the year, we had uh, The Witcher 3 come out, the complete edition, so everybody lost their minds again about Geralt and Yennefer and everybody else in the game. And we had a, a remake of Resident Evil 4, and everybody lose their mind over everybody's favorite Backstreet Boy, Leon S. Kennedy, uh, and the dreamboat that he is. Uh, Street Fighter 6 came out. Yes, exactly. Uh, Street Fighter 6 came out, and everybody was losing their minds over Kami. And uh, some of the other characters in that game too. Diablo 4 came out, and everybody wanted to be stomped on by the uh protagonist of that game as well uh we had a uh a dlc come out for horizon uh burning shores and aloy is someone who uh attracted a lot of attention uh, uh especially with uh, their relationship with uh seika uh in the in the dlc as well uh we had another bayonetta come out uh and bayonetta has always been one of these this is another they character did, that we've we? had yeah <laughs> bayonetta origins came out uh 
Overwatch launched their season four, apparently, according to my little bit of research I did. <laughs> and, and Overwatch is obviously one of these uh, titles which has a lot of fandom for for all of the horny reasons. We had Final Fantasy 16, where we're talking about Clive, we're talking about Jill, we're talking about Dion, we're talking about Benedict, we're talking about Annabella. Everybody in that game is smoking. Sid, 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 Sid. And Sid, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah, but everybody, everybody was smoking on that game, and everybody lost their minds. Shit, um, Final Fantasy sixteen was like the Star Trek Strange New Worlds of video games. <laughs> yes, <laughs> where everyone is beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pansexual paradise. There you go. Uh, Mortal Kombat one uh, had a few characters that people were losing their minds over, particularly the the redesign of uh, Milena uh, and Kitana uh, Starfield. People were losing their minds over Andresia. And sure. uh, we were talking about one of the mods <laughs> last week was to to give Andresia uh, more junk in their trunk. Uh, and then we've had uh, Cyberpunk come out uh, or resurface with their 2.0 update and Phantom Liberty as well. So uh, people living out all their Idris Elba uh, fantasies as well as going back uh, to characters like Pan Am and things like that. So just as a uh, a broad look at what we've had so far, people be wild. Hmm. I mean, we've got to get through the apocalypse somehow. Yes, 100%. <laughs> All of this is said with zero negativity towards this. It was just an observation that I had. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. there has been negativity by some idiots online because they're just idiots. But overall, yes. yeah, it has been an incredibly horny year for video games this year. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't even realize half of them. I didn't realize there was a crush on say. The, for Zelda, or the Zelda, one of the characters in Zelda and everything like that. I'm very much not on social media as much anymore, so I'm pretty much I think fine, some, yeah. I think sometimes yeah. it goes goes down to how much you vibe. I can't believe we're having a serious discussion about this. I, I, <laughs> I think sometimes it goes down to how much you vibe with the game in general. Like all the stuff Fitz was yes. saying about Baldur's Gate 3 is 100% can, oh, yeah, can, yeah, yeah, can yeah, confirm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I played mm -hmm. that game for, for a month and, and was very thirsty for everybody in it. It was another pansexual's paradise. I mean, you saw the screenshots I was saying, some of the situations I got into. But... When you were talking about things like Diablo and Final Fantasy, like because I wasn't into those games as much, I don't think I saw the the thirst as much. Yeah, like it yeah, didn't escape. It wasn't like a Lady D situation where it escaped the fucking the fandom and just yeah exploded all over social okay, media. That's an interesting choice of words. Yeah, yeah, I realized it as soon as I said it, but. What are you gonna do? <laughs> we know what you mean. That's how thirsty it is this year. <laughs> that's how thirsty this this guy is. <laughs> but I think with a uh, with a lot of things, especially with Final Fantasy 16, when you take the the actor like Ben Starr and them leaning into it as well, because they I mean, recognize how. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I've seen all of the, the stuff from the Baldur's Gate actors. No, hundred percent. And it's one of these where I think people are actually leaning into uh, to this. I don't want to refer to it as a bit. Uh, it's but a bit. yeah, they they are yeah. <laughs> Well, they're they're uh, they're leaning into it and uh, really taking ownership of it, and I and I think it's wonderful. Fantastic. Do you think part of it is down to um, the fact that, like the the way in which sort of like the gaming audience as a whole mm -hmm. has 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 moved into like, you know, like we want to talk about horny years for games. We could talk about all of those really fucking cringy sexualized adverts from the nineties and stuff. Like it's kind of, it's okay. always it, the horniness has always been there. But those were always aimed exclusively at teenage boys, 
with yep. hormones running out of control. Whereas now Good it's times. like, Good <laughs> 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 you should go back and watch some of those outfits again. Vince can tell you, you go, Ooh. I should, I should, I should have shared one with him the other day. <laughs> and it was like, Oh no. It's like, um, uh, that song, um, Stacey's mom, it's just like, oh god, no, yeah, no, stop. That. You were like, you were like 20, 20 years ago, it was like, yeah, and then you listen to it, Dan, you're like, no, no. <laughs> um, but no, like, the I think the way the audience has gone, um, I think games in general just lean into it more, right, as part of like mm-hmm. um, their marketing in general. Like, again, with Lady Dimitrescu, there's a reason why Lady Dimitrescu was front and center of Resident Evil Village's marketing because it was going to activate a certain portion of the. The, both the Resident Evil fandom and just people in general. Yes. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why I think gaming is at least getting hornier with with a few spikes here and there in the in the past, such as Baz out. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, it's like but yeah, like the one of the one of my favorite games this year, Shadows the straight shadows, are stray gods. That's nothing but horniness. <laughs> it's horniness yep. throughout all of it, and it's like fantastic and I love it. And I'm just like you can hook up with pretty much all the characters, separate, not all in one playthrough. But like, if you want to Boo. go through multiple, multiple playthroughs, <laughs> you can bloody do that. And you're just like, I love you all. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, like freaking. Uh, what are my favorite games this year? The Expanse, the Telltale series. Like, there's a there's a scene in there which Amy knows about where I'm literally where I spoke about ages ago. Oh, yeah. Literally, if you if you if who the fucking twelve percent who picked right, mm. who picked right? <laughs> you don't pick right, you go left. And it's not a political <laughs> thing. It's about getting your fucking your character into a sexy position, <laughs> you know, a sexy situation, and it's just like you go left, you go fucking left. I don't care if you're gay or not, you still go left. <laughs> Oh, Doesn't matter it's if like, you're gay, drummer's yeah. gay. Yeah, <laughs> and that's go. what counts. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And like in Volcano High, like that was a very thirsty game, a little bit in certain way, just from the characters of how they are with each other mm. and everything. Mm-hmm. But I lost but I also loved like the romances in that game as well. For like the character, my character romance at the end. I was just like, just because of how the how authentic it was, I was just like yeah, I'm in love. <laughs> I was like, everyone leave the room now. Thank you very much. Things are going to happen. <laughs> type of thing. But no. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it is a very horny year. In video I mean, I think, you just, I think you, just, you just have a lot of love to give. I think that's just, that's just what that's I'm hearing it. here. I think that... Go on, sorry. sorry. I think no, no, the, the other thing that I wanted to just bring up is that, uh, obviously, uh, the video game people, uh, the population who play games uh, these days kind of thing, they've all grown up with games and they've matured a bit so they are more in touch with their emotions and their feelings and whatnot yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got a question of maturity <laughs> to, to, to some extent but um yeah they, we're talking they... about horniest games of the year here but there's no maturity in this <laughs> no, but it's one of these where it, instead of uh instead of feeling that you might need to hide those emotions within yourself kind of thing it is more socially acceptable to to speak about these things and uh, speaks to a lot of why so many of these things are getting traction where they may not is it more socially acceptable to speak about these things or do we just not give a fuck anymore (laughs) that's the right answer (laughs) i think it's more yeah we don't give a fucking effing like that but like for me like it's just like going a little personal for me and i think like that like 
two games in 2021 changed my life and changed who I realized what my sexuality was. Like a lot of people don't realize, I don't think a lot of people realize that I'm, I revealed myself to be pansexual. And that is because of the remake, for, not the remake, the remaster of the Mass Effect trilogy. They Which I was going to bring what, up. What, yeah, yes. And also, <laughs> I've stated on many occasions this game, not only, I truly believe I've said it saved my life, uh, but it also changed my life. And that was Life with Strange True Colors. The true romance is in that game. I went for both of them. <laughs> I was just like, yes, I lean more towards Steph. Steph is, is, the, is the better character overall. I do not deny that. She is absolutely an amazing character. There's a reason why she got DLC. No offense to the other one didn't get DLC. But uh, <laughs> but, but the thing is, though, Amy like loves all three women. So in, yeah, she'll always go for Steph. But she loves all three because we want to see these three characters again in a new game. And, and, and going on new adventures and everything. And that's what it is. And it's just like... Give us, give us that. Sequel. Give, give all three of those characters again. I will, <clears throat> I will adore that. And like I'm screaming, please, Deck Nine, please, Deck Nine. Come on, Deck Nine, you can do it. You finished that. You finished Helter. You finished um, Expanse. Now go, return to what made you, what made me make you type of thing. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, Life is Strange is like, you can even even confirm that character to be. What I like is that they give you a choice of like if you want to, you can play the character completely straight, and you can even say that she's straight, mm-hmm. or you can say I'm bi, or you can say I'm I'm gay and everything. I think that's a great. It just it frees up so much like uh, excitement for a lot of people, like what they want to do. But also for me, it was just like I'm just gonna play this because I I didn't realize I was playing it in a way of just like, oh no, wait, I'm actually I will go out with that guy, I will go out with that girl type of thing, and I was thinking, but is it because? I'm bi or is it because I was pan? And but overall, after research and everything like that, I'm, I was realized I was pansexual and everything. And it was just, I, uh, it was an, all, an eye-opening experience for me. So it was like, all these horniness that's, that's going on in, in 2023, probably just a lot of people are having that experience of realizing what their sexuality is, which is incredibly daunting, I think, for a lot of people can be. But also is going to be a massively eye-opening for a lot of people, which is can be a scary experience. But I think if you go down it in the right way and research properly, you're going to really realize who you probably really are. Yeah, I think, well, the thing as well to remember is sexuality isn't necessarily rigid, right? Like, we, we all use labels, but we, we on this podcast, you use labels to define our own sexuality, but it's not necessarily, like... It's not set in stone. Yeah, it's not set <laughs> well... Sort of, but like your Moody's version of of pansexualism, pansexuality, sorry, isn't going to be the same as somebody else's version of pansexuality. Now, like you know, you experience it difficult, it differently. Why am I mixing words up like this? This is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> maybe I'm just too horny. The you, like you're going to experience it in different ways and express it in different ways as to other people. And video games give you an outlet to do that, especially choice based video games, which give you the option to fuck around mm-hmm. <laughs> get stomped by a 10 <laughs> foot <laughs> get get stomped by a 10 foot vampire lady who hates men and is yeah 
Amy, I think we lost Amy us. for a moment. Amy, Hello. Hello. Hi. Sorry. Hello. <laughs> hey, replay Resident Evil Village. <laughs> <laughs> Just for that one castle. Yeah, I've got a save file, like, as you walk <laughs> into the castle. I reckon it was a decent game design choice to, to front load the game with Lady Dimitrescu, or yes. should they have put that toward the end? No, it was a good idea. Uh, we talked about this uh, after we played the game, where it was a tremendous... It was such a good idea because they managed to like not spoil the next part of the game which oh, only yeah, which yeah, which yeah. which only works if you don't know what's going to happen going into yeah. it so Before it was a nice obfuscation on her and her yeah. only no mm-hmm. one gave a fuck about the rest of the game basically. yeah 100%. so then <laughs> yeah, when you I walk did, into the next situation the it was like no 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 <laughs> no thank you I what's don't want, happening i don't want to see the baby <laughs> so when you see that baby scene you're like what the f- Fuck! <laughs> You're like, where That's did the... this come from? Where is the sexiness gone? <laughs> That's the opposite of horny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, take me back to the castle. Take me back to the castle right now and chain me up. <laughs> so yeah, put like me that. back on that chainy thing where I was. Yeah. I was happy up there. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, know, yeah, I think any conversation about the horniest year of video games does have to contend with Mass Effect coming out on Xbox th- yes. 360 and causing a Fox News scandal <laughs> because of its sex scene with Leara before the game was even really that horny. Like, Mass Effect no, didn't really get didn't really on. get horny until later on in the series, but, you know, yeah. Mass Effect 1 happened to have a scene where, you know, Commander Shepard had sex with Blue Alien. But it's the same scene, just with, with Ashley mm. and Caden. <laughs> they just copied out. <laughs> Ooh, they must Ooh. have hated Avatar. Like, seriously. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was... Hated Avatar. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> it was the... blue people there. <laughs> I don't think it was the smurfness of Liara so much as it was the fact that Liara was feminine presenting and Commander Shepard was a woman in the clips that they used when they called it the sex box. That was the name they, they had for the scandal. Sex box. They... No wonder they sold so many of Xboxes. <laughs> Mass Effect did go on to become one of, one of the most beloved series of all time. <laughs> and they leaned into that sexiness there are reasons for that. <laughs> well you know like you, you've, you've got to you've got to think at least some of the people watching fox news like are all like they hate all of this stuff but secretly it's a front so i wonder how well, many yeah, of those it's, people it's, secretly went out and bought mass effect i can't i can't believe they're doing this i can't believe they're this? doing is this it, which specific game which is game? it <laughs> where can i buy it? is it on offer oh, at best buy <laughs> <laughs> oh no i've just ordered it I have oh, to no. see. I have to see this filth for myself. <laughs> this filth is amazing. I mean, this filth is just filth. Good God! Good God! Yes. Why am I going? They're going wrong way now, David. <laughs> no, I think I think video games have been horny for a while. I mean, like, I don't have a, a prepared research list. I mean, I can think. I, I just think back to like things like Boyfriend Dungeon was a was another game that was definitely very thirsty. Dragon Age Inquisition. Dragon Age Inquisition thirsty. had some incredible. <laughs> Incredible scenes oh, yeah. <laughs> based around its romances. I am bold for the win. I, well done to you. <laughs> I mean, I am bold definitely takes Cassandra the win for that well. one. Cassandra's was ab- absolutely epic. <laughs> I like Josephine's. I don't know if it, it wasn't the final scene, but there was a couple of good scenes in the lead up to it. Um, that was the only one I did. I didn't even play that game once. I really need to fix that too. Um, but yeah, no, like for me, I always like to, I like to think of it around the, the moments in the community, not necessarily the video game. So like when we were all talking about Baldur's Gate 3 a couple of months ago, that was fun. Bowsette, 
was incredible. Like just that wild ride that was and things like Lady Dimitrescu as well. Like we come together as a community to collectively thirst over things. Like hundred percent. That very small and brief window with that one Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) What's the quote? Like Pokemon Go was the closest we ever came to world peace. I think the moments of hornness that the video game industry has. I genuinely think yeah, if we lean into this, (laughs) if we lean into this, peace could reign throughout the gaming community. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because we can all agree. We'll never have to ask again. Well, when will my husband return from the console? It, ju- it will just be peace. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I don't need to. I don't need to know when my husband will return from the console wars because I've got Lady Dimitrescu to keep me company. And there I, you go. Or Karlak, or Asterian, <laughs> all three, or Sid. <laughs> <laughs> he had his shirt open the whole time. I can't believe you forgot him. <laughs> Everybody did. That's true. <laughs> Joshua didn't. He had some evil shit going on inside of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> In conclusion, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a horny year. For it's a horny year for video mm-hmm. games. Long may it continue. Yeah. 2024, you've got a lot to live up to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, we just, if we don't get an orgy in one video game next year, 2024, you've failed us. So, you know. Yeah. There you go. They've been put on notice. Hmm. <clears throat> Being put on notice. Well, what constitutes an orgy? More you, than three people, isn't it? Well, you can you can have a four way in Baldur's Gate three. Okay, you need a massive orgy. <laughs> you need we at least five people orgy. <laughs> Whoa, hang on! I don't think my graphics card can handle that. <laughs> like, my Xbox is only so small; it might melt. It's a Series S. <laughs> I'm gonna need the power of the PlayStation for this one. <laughs> just turn it off. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Do these tools still work? Ah. <laughs> uh. We have some fun on this show. Well, you have to. On this, holy 100%. shit, this would be on fire right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cloud yeah. or not, I don't care. Shit. The thing would still melt. <laughs> of course. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is coming out next what? year. <laughs> 2024 is the horniest year for video games, or it will be. Yes. Because wh- <laughs> how did I forget Tifa and Aerith and also mm-hmm. Cloud in a dress in 2020? I take it back. This wasn't. 2020 was the horniest year for video games. <laughs> wow, that one game has changed it all. Yeah. For him. He changed a lot of things. It was amazing. It changed a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, it changed a lot of things indeed. <laughs> changed my, it, changed my, it changed my shipping opinion of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Tifa and Aerith actually spoke to each other. <laughs> it did. They passed the best test and everything. They never speak to each other yeah. in the original game. Um, not really, No. Really? They didn't really have much of a relationship. Well, they were they were they were competitors. Well, I know something happens to one of them. So. Sure, they were they were competitors, right? It was like, who does Cloud gonna date, Tifa or Aerith? Woo! And I think they had a couple of moments. Like again, I'm working off of a decade ago. I think was the last time I played that game. But yeah, it's much more pronounced in Final Fantasy VII to the point that. Not the sequel film. He chose neither, and he only could really get only choose one, and he still didn't even choose either. So. He well, chose his bike with multiple swords. <laughs> fair <laughs> Lots choice. Lots of penetration with devices he has there. <laughs> it's a fair choice. But, but now, now the correct choice is Tifa and Aerith together, and Cloud would be very supportive of that. 
Out got Sephiroth. We've all seen the, mm-hmm. the trailers for Rebirth. Cloud's got Barrett. Isn't he anyone else? That's true. And that was also an option in the first game. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Does anybody I'm else have anything? We've, we've got Like a Dragon next year in January where he did literally his butt-ass naked on the, sea, on, the, on, on the beach, so who knows how horny that game's going to go. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. I don't. Nothing springs immediately to mind. I'll probably have a eureka moment and in a couple of hours be like, this game. Yes. <laughs> this game will be the horny one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing us this topic, Vince. Well, Dave, kind of welcome. <laughs> so, should we talk about some video games that may be horny? I don't know. I've not played any of them. Holiday? Holiday? I don't know. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Let's do it in the order that they're listed here. Vince, you've been playing Forza Motorsport, right? I have, yeah. yeah. So it released in early access uh, this week for uh, those who either have uh, early access to Game Pass on PC or on uh, Xbox on Series S or and or X. Uh, yeah, so I've sunk a good number of hours into it so far. Uh, it is by no means perfect. I'm a little confused as to why it's getting such glowing reviews not because it's taking points away from you amy obviously you deserve all the time Uh, Uh, i need them (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh yeah it's one of these where the the game isn't finished in 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 a number of places but uh for for most of the critical reviews it's like it's fine it's good it's it's forza it's not forza horizon but it's more forza Uh, that's the one we all secretly want that's it (laughs) Uh, yeah, so they have a number of issues to fix, uh, namely uh, there's some visual glitches and uh, some levels of LODs, levels of detail uh, that are popping in too soon or too late, uh, that kind of thing. And just from the physics and the way all the cars feel, uh, a lot of understeer is built in, uh, I think by design, but it just makes it a really, uh, really challenging thing to to get on board with. Uh and it really just ups the fun. The new mechanic that they've introduced here to turn it into the car PG that people have been mentioning in makes me feel a little bit sick every time you say it, uh, is to essentially limit or make sure you don't have too much fun with the progression of how you uh, improve your cars and add new bits to it and uh, essentially make it go faster and it's locked between or behind uh, you having to use your car in, in a number of races to... Uh, cover lots of race miles in them and then you can unlock certain parts but it's not a free choice of what parts you can do it's a very uh, prescribed uh, set and it's the same for every single car and it just feels like a grind at this point but the the racing uh, is fun when the the cars are behaving which is not often but I'm looking forward to sinking more time to it in the next couple of weeks Sorry, I can't believe I laughed at the the fact that you put the sentence. You know, they want to make sure you don't have too much fun. Oh, this is what a, I mean. <laughs> it, there's there's a I think uh, the director Chris Sasaki, They were coming up with a line of why it's not called Forza Motorsport Eight and it's just called Forza Motorsport. How it's a a reboot to the series and it is essentially a service. And instead of trying to throw loot boxes your way to try and get more money out of you, the metric they want to get out of you is your time. And your so they will be drip feeding new events, new races over the course of the next team months or so. I think they've rolled out there. Uh, they've shown the roadmap for, and it's one of these where, uh, yeah, there will be new stuff coming to the game, and uh, that's where they want to keep your attention. But they have a few things to fix first. I feel like I'm just like 
this isn't a, a, a comment on the quality of Forza Motorsport or your review. Your review is very good. I wonder if, like, this is another reason why I just rebelled against video games this weekend and played Final Fantasy X, like, game not finished. Not, don't, not as long as you don't have too much fun, and we're going to drip feed the content slowly over the course. Yeah. They just give me a game. <laughs> like right now, I'm just in, I'm just in this headspace where I'm like, just give me a game that I can play. <laughs> well, this will just be probably just the higher ups saying, "Yo, guys, they're probably the everyone else. The team was probably said, 2024, 2024, and then they've mm-hmm. got then the higher ups of this is said, nope." I don't no. get that either because, like, okay, I guess you're, you know, it's a meme that Xbox doesn't have any games or whatever. They've got Starfield. Starfield could have kept them going for the rest of the year. <laughs> like, they didn't need anything else, like, first party wise. But, um, yeah, like, they yeah. could have delayed it easily enough because Starfield is a huge game. Yeah, yeah, oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, like, it, it's weird that they have not delayed it, but really, if you think about it, because, like, their mantra was, or their eventual mantra they said it's going to be is like a new exclusive every four months in it basically they yeah. could have delayed this for four months from starfield mm. and that could have given that little extra time to uh put in the things like put in the things that f1 complains about these days apparently is we don't have 60 frames per second people oh my god it's the end of the world <laughs> wait we don't <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, um, and, yeah. <laughs> even even with forza so it's <clears throat> launching without uh like split screen on uh, and i imagine that's to do with series s and yeah. uh, the, the way that it runs there. Yes, I can guarantee you this. It is always the S bits. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Microsoft kind of deals with that going because games are getting any less complex. <laughs> and uh, it might be that developers just like, okay, Series S will be behind. They're not going to leave on, the Series the S behind, but they, they need to, and this is coming from a Series, a, a proud Series S owner. He will mm-hmm. shout its, its virtues from the rooftops. They do need to to drop feature parity between a Series X and a <clears throat> Series S. That's mm. that's how Baldur's Gate Three is coming to to Xbox because they dropped the 100%. thing that was making it not work on the Series S. Like Halo Infinite launched without um, split screen, most likely because of the Series S. And it's just like you just need to drop the feature parity. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they uh, they navigate that conversation because obviously they set up that stall that it would be feature parity. But now, obviously, the, the the industry has changed, and it, it's one of these where you, you're right in what you're saying, hundred percent. They do, do need to to kind of bite the bullet on that one. Yeah. Sorry, Moody, I cut across. No, you. no, 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 no. Don't worry. Like a car. <laughs> I got that reference. It's, this is your impression, Sash review for it. So yeah, you go ahead. But no, it's like yeah, it's um <clears throat> the series S. Like I'll shout it to the rooftops of how great of a console it is for so accessible for people with the price point and everything. It's absolutely amazing. But behind all sorts for a developer thing, it's like it is a pain in the ass. Mm. It is such a pain in the backside. And I can see why Xbox want to do this, like, um, pirate thing and whatnot. I really do, and I can understand that. But when you put limitations on one of the consoles, it makes it, inc- it does make it incredibly difficult. And, like, so, like, crunch can come out of it and everything mm-hmm. and whatnot. So it's because of this and, like, all things like what happens, like, balls get pissed in. No, <laughs> Xbox, you ain't coming out until next year. What? Why? Wait, what? Because that game this year, guys, we yeah. want you on our console as soon as possible. Uh, what can we do for you? Uh, get rid of this thing on this, please. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Basically, uh, because like I said, the 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 X and the PS Five, the, the they're similar. They're practically similar. They're, they're little differences, but they are practically the similar thing. And so mm-hmm. they're great for that. It's very easy to to, to uh, port over to it and everything. But no, yeah, they. But I can like say. 
this is their best thing. It's the best selling thing they've got mm-hmm. compared to the X. But I think that's also because they gave them that option. Yes. That's the thing about it. Like, PS5, the best one for the best selling one for that is the disc one uh, and everything like that. Um, but but they have got the, uh, the, the, the PlayStation is the bigger brand compared to what Xbox is. So I think it was always going to probably be that the, the, the dividends towards it. But yeah. But they had to do something different, Xbox. You had to try something different when it came to the new gen. And uh, they yeah, did a great you... thing. Like I said, the S is amazing. Developer-wise, in... it's a pain in the ass. But like for, for people, I'll always defend it. 100%. I think when you're in third place, you have to take bold moves. And yeah. uh, this is absolutely one of them. But the, the Series S is no excuse for why the team at Turn 10 still failed to do anything. Or why they chose to lie about what they're doing with the AI. Because it's still a janky AF. And how they deal with the the physics in the games and how you can't drive any curbs without uh, causing death-dealing understeer, immediately turning into, uh, you know, a whipneck uh, oversteer as well and the uh, causing you whiplash and all and all sorts of things. So, yeah, yeah they, they need to they need to, to work on a few of those things. But I, I if you're enjoying the game, more power to you uh, oh, in its current state and uh, I hope it just gets better for all of us. Oh, guarantee it will get better <laughs> over the times, and it will eventually hit probably sixty frames. No doubt about that. But when that will be? Mm-hmm. Horizon Six. Um, no, it sounds like. I mean, it still sounds <laughs> like it's got some problems. But you, you seem to be. Are you, you having a good time with it? Or uh, yeah, uh, the as I said about the the progression and it being slow. So it doesn't throw you into driving the cars, which I usually gravitate uh, for. So if we're driving, if we're playing a racing game, I mean it. Racing cars, not necessarily driving road cars on race circuits. Uh, so we haven't got to that point in the game yet. So it is just—I I don't want to use the term—but it's trudging through, uh, trudging through the the all the road cars until we can get to the stuff that I to it towards and and really looking to. So if the race cars handle terribly, then it's game over for this game. Then it's uh, gotcha. okay. We'll put the wheel away and uh, we'll go find something else. The ge- this game is game. It's game over for this game when Hori- when the next Horizon comes out. Yes, that's not guaranteed. That's uh, no offense to most, but I haven't touched it yet, so I can't comment on it yet. I don't know if I will be able to even get time to touch it because I've got other games that I want to try. But um, yeah, it's a shame for it. But like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Don't mm-hmm. say, just play the old one. I'm finding this is a good strategy for myself, so I'm just going to start play suggesting it to everyone else. <laughs> I, I've done everything in Forza Horizon Five, though, so it's kind of yeah, that's it. We're done. <laughs> There's, there's other Forza Motorsports. Do the do the do the cars handle handle well in better in oh, no, older the, ones? Or? Uh so I've only ever played uh, Forza Seven, and then I, I think I played Forza Four back in the 360 days. So I'm not gonna count that. Sure. But it is much improved over how the the cars handled in Forza Seven when they were even more terrible than they are now. It's, ah. I don't think I don't think we're a million miles away from where it needs to be. It just needs a little bit of tweaking. Gotcha. And it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be left on the user to have to uh, dig around forums for best like false feedback settings for individual wheels and then setups for for cars. It should just play great fresh out of the box kind of thing. But at the moment, it doesn't. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I understand now. <laughs> cars go. Um, they surely do. Cool. So we've got more games here apparently. Um, Moody. I'm assuming this was you. No, it was Vitz. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, just pick one, and then we'll do that. 
And then we'll do the other one after that. Under the <laughs> waves. Under the waves. Uh, the story is of a, a, a man called Stan, a professional diver in the North Sea, is struggling to overcome a life-changing loss during an extended mission underwater. Stuck, uh, stuck in his self-imposed uh, isolation and seclusion, he starts to, to experience strange events that will have to make the most significant choices of his life. <clears throat> Overall, the game right now, to what I can see, it's getting really great reviews and everything, and I'm really happy for that. I gave up on this game <laughs> i knew that was coming everybody else really this. likes it and i'm waiting for yeah, that yeah. but <laughs> yeah. no, the worst thing is about it amy i was loving this game oh no that's the thing about it i was loving it and i got to a part where it was just like i open it and hope and open-minded i'll state this like this a lot of people know i have adhd i'm autistic and everything like that and a lot of things can confuse me very easily sometimes and when a part gets just gets really too confusing for me and i'm just getting lost and i'm getting going back on myself and not realizing i'm going back on myself at a certain point in the game which i was loving by the way like a state i just went i'm out i'm out i have to put you down you're vexing me and i need to put you away and i just in turn just went well as also i want to play other games as well so i just uninstalled it and i've returned it to boomerang and they've just got they sent me an email today and that they got it so um i don't i i think eventually i will go back to this game hopefully by the end of the year but and under the way it's like the story's really interesting it's like it's like what it says like as a person who's suffering from trying to overcome a life-changing loss and it's really well done it's a very buggy game to what i could see like the lip syncing is completely out of sync like words mouth is moving before words start happening and it's like that's very like interesting that. <laughs> yeah yeah basically yeah and um but the voice acting the, the person they got to do the voice acting does a really good job in it and everything and the one being under the sea it's like really really good it's really beautiful and it's really uh it's really um flushed out really well <laughs> flushed out really well <laughs> anyway. i was waiting for the fans <laughs> <laughs> um, that was not intentional um yeah but, all right yeah, it's like i really i really was enjoying this to a point of like really really loving it just because of the story and everything and what you were doing but just by the end of it it was just going go here pick this up go here pick this up go here go here go there yada 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 you and wouldn't then necessarily when it go on sorry you wouldn't necessarily say it's down down where it's wetter it's better oh god walk away <laughs> <laughs> why why you, why you use that one 15 minutes ago this no but like yeah i just i hit a wall with this game and i was just like i gotta put this down and i'm just putting it away and everything like that so Happens. i'm over the moon to see like right now on seems like got mostly positive and everything which is fantastic to hear and everything and on open critic i think it's like in the high 70s which is great as well so it's like i really was enjoying this and it's just I, did, I hit the wall and i was just like nope i have to put i have to put it down which was really vexing because that's why i think it's upsetting me the most because i was, was enjoying the story for this game i really do like stories uh and if i can, can uh, even if i don't even know what's happened to the character as touch wood has not happened to me um in the future or anytime soon or anything out anytime at all um i felt i could feel it i felt what he was going through and i think which was really done again a testament to the voice acting and voice performance and the writing overall was really really good uh for it um I might go back to it, but right now I can't really give this a recommendation. But if you like, but other people are clearly enjoying it, so I'm over the moon for that and everything. And it's obviously found an audience, which is great to hear. So, under the waves, it gets a no from me for now. A no for now. 
Yeah, but yeah, maybe I'll go back. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, next one is a game I did complete because I actually texted Amy that I started it and texted her a few hours later that I completed it. <laughs> Same day. Um, Same day, day. Day and day, yeah, day and day. Cocoon uh, from Jes- Jesper Carlson, is it? Mm-hmm. I think. The lead uh, gameplay designer of Limbo and Inside, Cocoon takes you to an adventure across worlds within worlds. Master world leaping mechanics and solve intricate puzzles to unravel the cosmic mystery. Um, of the balls. This is the best puzzle game of the year by, by a country mile for me and personally. I absolutely adored it. Uh, I think visually it's really very unique and very in, uh, interesting. Like I personally enjoyed, loved Inside. Like by the end of it, I was just like, this is amazing. And I wasn't to the level, I didn't hit that height with this um for it uh, but but by the end of it i was still like i've had a fantastic time great awesome and uh i really really enjoyed it like it's all like the puzzles are just really different and unique and it was very uh when you had to make my mind work a little bit that's really good (laughs) but just a little bit um some puzzles were but i won't lie some puzzles were just like nah don't know YouTube, where are you? <laughs> I will not deny that or anything like that. But I, I had a lot of fun with it. It's just a really well intriguing puzzle game that's just really unique and just works with what it works. Like I really liked like the some of the puzzles, like you have to go within a world, within a world, within a world to actually solve the puzzle and it's just like really different and unique. And I really, really enjoyed that for that for that element. Um like I say there's no story to it, which I have no problem with because I pretty much knew what I was going in for. Uh, unlike like Viewfinder, which kind of was telling a story, which I don't think really landed, which was one of my mm-hmm. negatives for the game. This one's like there's no story. Um, I won't lie. I don't understand the cosmic mystery by the end. I won't deny that. <laughs> uh, but I wasn't really in there to solve the cosmic mystery. I was there to solve and enjoy a, a very enjoyable puzzle game. Like when we saw this at... Um, Summer Games, Summer Games Fest or whatever it was, uh, I was just like, give me that now, give me that now. And I was off. So when I heard it was out, I was like, boom, boom, bye, boom, complete. <laughs> and I was. <laughs> it was like, it was oh, that's what like happened. That. So Can't confirm. It was like that. So it's a, a, a brilliant, if you're looking for a, a, a great puzzle game, go and check out Cocoon. It's one of the best puzzle games of the year, no doubt about it, if not the best puzzle game of the year. Uh, available on Game Pass. Uh, so that's where I've been playing it. I'm only a few. So I'm only like uh, dealing with the world within a world at the moment, but uh, I'm enjoying it uh, for what I've played so far of uh, running around as a fly and then meeting a little friend who can help take down some pillars and all the rest of it and then trying not to get them uh, caught in various traps and things like that. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting back to it. I don't know This thing's on Game Pass? It is know. on Game Pass, yeah. I didn't fucking know that. Wait, what? You bought the game? <laughs> I bought the game on PlayStation 5. I didn't know it was on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, it's on Game Pass. Yeah. We talked about it. <laughs> well, you Sorry. Know, you have to apologize. Oh, they got money. Yeah, that's true. Hey, you that's know what? There's me. nothing wrong with supporting developers of the games that you love. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. No doubt about that. How can I return this game after I completed it? <laughs> Only if you played it for less than two hours. <laughs> yeah, how quickly did we it? You need to get that speed running going. Um, that's cool. Like, no, as someone who's interested in the game, it's nice to hear both of the people who come on this podcast whose opinions I listen to about video games talk about how much they are enjoying the game or have enjoyed the mm-hmm. game in Moody's case. So that's good. That 
that makes me feel good about the fact that I have it downloaded. I just chose to do something else this weekend. <laughs> no, you need to be. Go on. Go on, uh, yeah, I would say you need to be in the right headspace to be in that puzzle mindset, though. Ah. Uh, Otherwise. Oh, it, I know the heads. These... I know the mind. They, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Part the, the, the portal headspace. Yeah. yeah, I'm like the same right now. I've got Mortal Kombat right there in uh, on, in, on my t- uh, in my console. It's installed and everything. I just haven't touched it. It's not. Yeah, I haven't had the time. Oh yeah. At the same time, I'm just like the only time I had time to do stuff was the weekend, and I was thinking, do I want to try and smash out Sea of Stars, or do I want to take my time with that? And because I'm really enjoying Sea of Stars, or do I want to smash through a couple of games that? On paper, they say they're not that long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on paper. <laughs> the worst thing is about Under the Waves is going off on what I've read, I wasn't that far from the end. Sure. <laughs> which is even more infuriating. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, like, yeah. No, yeah. I had the similar experience when um, yeah. I accidentally rented Assassin's Creed Mirage and it arrived today and I went out to get my to get my bloods done and I came back and it was on the bench and I looked at it and I just went, Nope. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, like no there was none of that excitement <laughs> about a new about a new game uh-huh. it was just oh god <laughs> yeah, mine's on the way it hasn't arrived yet i'm guessing mine arrived tomorrow but yeah it's uh nothing against I the game it's know. just it's just one of those yeah. things where it's like this isn't where i'm at right now yeah i don't know if i'm gonna be at that like i think i was thinking maybe maybe i can try and like work my way through sea of stars over the weekend or something like that because i'm really well i've played really a f- I've, I've played that. a few hours of sea of stars um the, like yeah. the week before but it was that was like when i originally turned on my xbox um um to, to play a game it was oh i should play sea of stars i just didn't want to <laughs> <laughs> not because the game was bad. I was really, I'm really enjoying the game, but it was just like it's not my vibe right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done forcing myself through games because they're current. <laughs> yeah. Not because yeah. I have to. Anywhere. Yeah, the game's not going anywhere, right? <laughs> well, okay. I should caveat that they might be. They might. Oh, actually, digital, yeah, digital I was say. marketplaces these days, but for for the most part, they're not going anywhere. The game's not going anywhere right now. <laughs> Yeah, unless it does, then it's not my fault. <laughs> but we'll blame you either way. Oh, we'll just we'll just set sail. If it yeah. disappears, there's there's means mm-hmm. of procuring things yeah. that disappear. That's it. I mean, some of them you don't have to fronts. develop an, an accent for. Not at all. <laughs> Three cool sounding games from two cool sounding people. That work? <clears throat> yeah, I guess. What's, yeah, okay. It's time for Indie Game of the Week. This is the thing we do every week where we talk about a cool-looking, upcoming indie game and get you to wishlist it. And Amy saw the words immersive sim in a store description, and uh, that, that was that. <laughs> this week's Indie Game of the Week is Core Decay. Uh, travel across a dying earth and uncover a sinister plot to preserve humanity, no matter the cost, even if it means redefining what makes us alive. In an old-school atmospheric immersive sim that explores the nature of consciousness and individuality. Said immersive sim. I mean, they don't make those games very much anymore. Probably because there's a, it's a niche. It, 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 it's a niche audience, but you also have to build like a functional world. Yeah. <laughs> so you essentially have to build a triple A game <laughs> for a small audience, which is probably why they don't make them very much anymore. 
Um, yeah, that's a tough sell, a tough sell for investors. There's, there's only so many platforms I can buy Dishonored on. I'm, like, I'm but one, I am but one person. <laughs> but this looks really cool. Looks really interesting. Like they've they've gone for the throwback approach, where it's like they're going for the classic approach to the immersive sim rather than building which building like a a modern day one, which will keep the budget down. <laughs> I would imagine down, down, down. keep that budget down. Um, and everybody loves retro games nowadays. Uh, this is being developed by Javar Hill and Slipgate Ironworks, published by 3D Realms. It's coming to be announced to Steam. There's a link in the description wherever you get this podcast. Go click it. Go look at the trailer. <coughs> wishlist, wishlist the game. It's very important to wishlist, wishlist the game. Hmm? Always wishlist your games. Plus, as I found out this week, when... 13 games I had on my Steam wishlist all came out. You get a notification for every single one. <laughs> that number was not exaggerated. How there was, did you sweat when you saw that? <laughs> there was a day where every time I picked my phone out of my pocket, I had a new notification from Steam. And I was like, at some point, this is going to stop, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so many. I was like, no, I don't have any money. <laughs> I'm playing Final Fantasy. Um, but yeah, Core Decay. Go check it out. Go wishlist it. Support developers. Always support cool developers. We like supporting developers. And that'll take us into halftime, I believe. Halftime. Bit of a halftime. And we're back. I mean, he's getting his cardio in during halftime. I've now just I've now just got visions of you like going to like going to get a drink or something, but the entire way you were just going. Also walking sideways. Yes, like Zoidberg. Oh, that was that was a joke in a in a streaming highlights video when Moody was streaming Dead Space. I was scanning through for like good clips to put in, and he actually he did a jump scare and he made the exact noise of Doctor Zoidberg made. Like completely unintentionally. <laughs> oh yeah, you said that. So I, I edited, I edited the clip of Zoidberg like doing his thing. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. and I just went, yeah. "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, we've had some good highlight videos. I won't lie. Like definitely. I've gone back and read, watched some of them, and it's just like, good times. Yeah, good yeah, times. definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, some of the Among Us ones, like. I mean, that's yeah, what they're, they're, that's, uh, they are pretty legendary. Yes. We had some legendary moments in in Among Us for sure. Yeah, no doubt. We just it just it just so happens that we got a group of people together who were all funny in their own ways, <laughs> and it created this perfect storm. And also, we're all idiots, so that helped. <laughs> Um, and I took a joke, <laughs> like a lot of jokes. <laughs> yeah, Moody took a lot of shit. I took a lot, <laughs> especially the one like that one three week period <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of just yeah, sustained. Yeah, yeah. Like Moody is the is the main character. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. It was. I it was. Joke. <laughs> I'll send. Vi- I don't know if you've seen the the one video, which is Moody's favorite video I've ever made, but I'll send you it. Thank you very much. If me torturing him in Among Us for weeks on end. It was like three weeks. It was it? like three weeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, funny. Yeah, Among Us side is. I want to get back into playing, like, streaming Faz and Fall Guys and stuff every now and again. Mm. Or Party Animals. 
or party animals. Sometimes I don't think the the venue, the game, is the is the <laughs> is the thing that's important. I think it's the people that are important. Oh, 100%, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Like we could be playing any old shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we should install party animals. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, Moody, you're back. You get you get to shine this week. It's my time to shine. Vitz Vitz stepped in Working very admirably stuff. last week. He shone but very he well. Shines. I only shine on once every day, once a once a week. But but Fitz oh, is always wait, shining. is that what Friday means? <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, you're going to turn up to this podcast covered in glitter for a bit. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> then you will be the three star champ. <laughs> What with three threes on it? Just <laughs> like all, all the headlights off, you'll just have one light shining on you, just reflecting the glitter. <laughs> it's a whole thing. I think we could do it. <laughs> Always it's a whole thing. Always is. Well, let's start with the thing that I helped create in me. Bramble the Mountain King wins Best Independent Game at the NYX Game Awards 2023. Congratulations. It's very well deserved. So it's a very good game. Mm-hmm. Thank you very <laughs> and much. And congrats to you and everybody who worked on Bramble. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I didn't find this out until. I found this out after. So we found it out, I think, on Monday. And that was obviously the day of a certain thing that we found out on Monday, which we will talk about. Um, so, like, that day I was just like, um, yeah, I'm not in a good mood. It's like, but like, we was not in a good mood. So, but when the. Our friend from work like said, texted like we're all in a like a big giant WhatsApp together and like just said posted in there we were just like thank you. <laughs> we uh, okay. Kind of just needed cheering up, uh, which is just really which was like yeah we all needed it and everything. So it was uh, it was always a good thing to see this and everything. Like the team Dimfrops have done like an incredible thing and everything, and I look forward to seeing what they do in next and everything uh, for whatever their future game is and whatnot. So, but yeah. Mm. Um, Dim Frost has done a cracking, cracking job and congratulations to the entire team I look forward to breaking whatever they make next I told my <laughs> team about that and we were just like how the fuck she done that and I was like I have no idea because we tried to replicate it always. we tried to replicate it and I was like we've got to try and replicate this right yeah so we tried to replicate it on our break and I was just like I don't know how she's done this I honestly don't know how she's done this <laughs> that's how I do because <laughs> we tried to replicate it we couldn't replicate it so I was just like what the hell <laughs> I'm just that good maybe I need a job at merge games <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah, hiring. <laughs> hey don't tempt me <laughs> although with the rest the way the rest of this podcast is going to go I don't know if I don't know if that's the right career move for me um, <laughs> but no yeah Bramble the Mountain King it's on Game Pass people go check it out sure is one Daffod Mooney did some QA for that for that game. And Thank despite the much. jokes about me breaking the game, it's actually a very solid game. <laughs> <laughs> Even though there was two bugs that were still in the game that day we found. The, 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 I mean, Vitz was, here, Vitz was here last week when I explained what I did to Fallout 76. That was unprecedented. Like, I find a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. That's, that was funny. I thought that about it. Um... The rest is a hot pile of mess. So let's go to Vitz's watch Gran Turismo movie. Fitz had some Fitz has some thoughts. Let's go to something else. Fitz help me please here. Something. 
<laughs> We're going into hell after this, mate. So We're going on. into hell right now. Fitz, what did you think of the Gran Turismo movie? I, I had some thoughts. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I've, I've taken a leaf from Amy's book. So I love and adore you, Amy, but also Amy that I picked up in terms of I had to start making, I had to start writing all this stuff down just to get it out of my system. And then, you know, it's, uh, okay, it's done. I don't necessarily have to do with it. I don't necessarily have to, to share it, uh, like post it anyway. It's like, okay, it, it's, and now I can go back to being. You got it out on yourself. a page for yourself. And then I but dragged you on it. And now I dragged you on this podcast <laughs> and I'm going to force you to share. <laughs> it, it is, uh, to me, um, my uh, particular personal uh, sensibilities with being a, a fan of Gr Gran Turismo and uh, for how much I love that series and what a film with the name Gran Turismo is supposed or could have been, this is one of the biggest disappointments of the year. It is, uh, it is horrid on a number of levels. Uh, so <laughs> in my blood that I started, I only wanted three things from uh, a Gran Turismo movie to include everything I about Gran Turismo. So we uh, the music that uses the uh, visual cues and just taking all the hallmarks and could be classes Easter eggs uh, quote unquote, and that people would actually resonate. I want it to, to be a compelling retelling. Uh, you, the movie goes. You cut out a little bit there. <laughs> we're not going to get again. Yeah, I wanted it to be a compelling retelling of GT Academy. So the movie covers the story of Jan Mardenborough, who was uh, a uh, person who was a sim racer had one of these and uh, used its great effect to win a contest to become a, a real-life professional driver. Uh, the movie tries to do this, but ham-fists uh, its way through uh, changing the order of ways certain things happened and uh, bringing back some trauma for a family who lost one for the sake of being a motivational beat for this plot, and it just didn't work. Uh, the third thing I want to do is just to be a great racing movie, and it fails on all three uh, three parts. Uh, and it's not much to to ask of a movie called Gran Turismo. Just either the the people who made this film, they knew what they're doing, and just thought, oh, it's okay. We we just don't need to worry. We're just making it for quote unquote the low, lowest common denominator, and don't don't worry about anything else. Or they knew exactly what they care, and I think it's more of a. Uh, because we have had some brilliant uh, video game adaptations. It's just this isn't one of them, and it's uh, far of the mark. So if you have any... If hearing the words Gran Turismo brings back any warm feelings in you, don't watch this movie. That's all I was <laughs> Wow. But yeah. Damn. 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 And if it, you... It, it, did the, no. it did the one... Sorry, it did the one cardinal sin of... Uh, Gran Turismo has uh, this iconic theme, Moon Over the Castle. By Masahiro Ando, and it's one of these which uh, opens every single Gran Turismo. And the movie had one job: use that song in a brilliant way and bring it back again and again and again. And they just didn't. And the Uncharted movie had the same issue: they only bring back Nate's theme during the credits. And it's kind of where was this throughout the movie? Had you had the sound file? Why did you choose to use it? <laughs> and it's just one of disappointment on disappointment. So yeah, but Jerry, Jerry Halliwell's acting is not the worst part of this movie, but it's pretty close. Wow. I've seen her acting in the, in the Spice Girls movie. Mm -hmm. That's a statement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's married a doofus, so <laughs> can't help that. Yeah, sorry, Jerry Hallowell Horner, that she goes by these days. Mm. Mm, uh, ginger okay. Spice. 
yes. For those for those of us who are old enough to remember. Damn. That's going back. I think yeah, just found another grey hair. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> I still listen to the Spice Girls <laughs> on occasion. They have, they have some bangers. Uh, they do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. No doubt about that. I don't deny that. Um, Speaking of things that are horny, (laughs) (laughs) those songs, we did not understand them correctly when we were teenagers. (laughs) And two becomes who now? (laughs) What? (laughs) You want to do what now? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell's a zig zig Oh, I think I have some ideas. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't know that back then. I do now. Sorry, Moody, you were a no, 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 that's all right. I was just going to ask, is there anything that you did enjoy of this movie or anything like that? Or... Oh, yes. Uh, so, uh, Kasano Yamauchi, the uh, producer and the original creator of Franchismo, he has a cameo in this movie where he plays a sushi chef and he's having the time of his life. And that's the, the highlight of the film. <laughs> he's in it for like a couple of seconds. God damn. Like he's really smiley, he's really happy. And yeah. That would be like, that would be like Moody. That would be like if I asked you if there was anything, did, was there anything you did enjoy about this Marvel film, like back in the day? And you said, yes, Stanley's cameo was the best thing in the film. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, that, ouch. That's that an ouch moment indeed. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. Um, I was just shocked that you were disappointed in it, but at the same time, it's like, it's just going off on what I've heard and everything like that. But like I haven't seen the movie, so I can't comment on it. And it's that they lean more away from the game more than ever. Yes, they concentrate or they use the a premise that were that happened in yeah. real life, but they I think maybe oversimplified it maybe or they went yeah, they to took, Gun Hall. Uh, they they took key aspects uh of what actually happened and for sure it's a it's a movie about a a person who plays a video game and then gets a real job kind of thing. It is, and yeah, so for sure you're going to leave the video game behind. But uh, Jan lived and breathed Gran Turismo and still does kind of thing. And it's one of these where you you just miss the the essence of that. And then the CG they choose to use in the film is so woefully bad. They would have been better off just using uh, clips from actual Gran Turismo 7. That would have been a better visual quality. And it's one of these where they try and... They try and hoodwink viewers, and it's one of these where they they filmed all of all of their their scenes around uh, well three three race circuits, but most of them around the Hungara rink in Budapest. And it's one of these where they dress up the Hungara rink to make it look like other different types of circuits. But it's a place where the Hungarian F1 <laughs> Grand Prix is held. So anyone who knows anything kind of thing will you recognize know, that track. You know, and they're yeah, trying to say, yeah, oh, yeah. it's Le Mans now. But it's like, no, you've just, you're just racing right backwards. This is, this, is not the, this is not real kind of thing. It's one of these where I just wanted them to treat us with a little bit of respect. And, and they clearly didn't. That's fair. That's fair. There's no doubt about that. That's definitely fair. Um... Okay, I just saw this one. I didn't realize this one, so let's try this one. Stop trying to fix women's faces in video games, you fucking melts. 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 Whatever. <laughs> I, uh, I, what? what? <laughs> uh, so as I wrote underneath, the headline was from me. <laughs> but the story was from James Trouton over at The Gamer. I got real mad when I saw this. I Not mad, I just, I don't know, a combination of frustrated, disappointed, not surprised than angry um anyway the james troughton at the gamer writes quote 
what I'm, I am about to show you is, in my opinion, the future of video game graphics, end quote. Corridor Crew says, as it shows a highlight reel of weirdly smooth humans caked in AI makeup. Just for reference, there's a for you guys, there's a link underneath this, which will show you a picture comparison of what I'm about to talk about. Um... This montage was shown in a new video titled We Try Putting Photo Real Faces in Video Games. Here, the controversial YouTube channel, who recently came under fire for its use of AI art, attempts to fix video game characters with new AI technology. The results aren't realistic at all. They actually come closer to what gamers did before Horizon Forbidden West launched, covered Aloy in makeup and filtered her through the male gaze, believing her to be an example of a conspiracy from the woke mob to make video game women uglier. As you'd expect, game devs and fans took to social media to poke fun at the video and its bravado. Uh, Elliot McSherry, light in a lighting artist, said, quote, Aloy, don't forget your augmented makeup device out there in the post-apocalyptic Dinoverse. Today, the game dev folks joined the VFX club of collectively sighing at the Corridor crew's misplaced confidence that they're better than an, 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 that they're better than an entire industry despite never working in it, end quote. Uh, her blemishes have been removed and her rougher skin has been smoothened out. She's even had her eyebrows done. <laughs> Realistic in this case, meaning a trip to the spa. But it's not just Aloy that the Corridor crew have fixed. They also tried their hand at Alex from Half-Life, Nathan Drake from Uncharted, Cloud from Final Fantasy VII, just to name a few. The results are incredibly cursed. Can confirm, the results are incredibly cursed. <laughs> like, what the fuck is it with people being like, we can fix Aloy's face? Like, no, no. <laughs> Stop. I'm I'm, exactly. I'm I'm imposing a moratorium on people. If you don't know what a woman looks like, s- stop trying to fix them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's twice now. <laughs> but also, like, Nathan Drake and Cloud, they are not unattractive people. <laughs> they, they don't need fixing at all. Like, None of these people do. No, nobody does. <laughs> no. It's called art. The people yeah. who made the games made them a specific way on purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cloud is so pretty, he could dress in a dress and some dude named Chadley was like, ooh, I'm going to look at you through my spy kids. <laughs> and they can get all awkward about it. <laughs> exactly. I think I've got the vapors. <laughs> my pearls. But like, it just, it fucking blows my mind that like twice now this has happened where it's like, hey, we've, we can fix Aeolus. And the first time was that gamer bro guy, you know, I remember the, the infamous mm. tweet where it's like, hire gamers, lol. And like both times, the solution to to fixing Aloy's face is what if we just caked it in makeup? Like mm. what the fuck, man? <laughs> Leave it alone. <laughs> Leave it alone. Stupid is stupid, does it? Basically, it's like yeah, it's this is just stupid. At the end of the day, if you want those type of video games, go and play. Go and make them. Yeah, go and make them. Yeah, basically, <laughs> go and make them. Go and make them because at the end of the day, like you clearly are wanting a certain thing from a video game. At the end of the day, a boner. Go, go and do it. Go, go and do it, and see how fucking difficult it is. You fucking idiot. Like Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball is available somewhere, right? These people can just go play. That. I'm sure. I'm sure that I'm sure the, the the women have been uglied up because they're not wearing enough makeup in Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Yeah, like, that, that was a silly yeah. thing for me to say. Like, <laughs> but they've got their tits out, so it, it balances out, I guess. Basically, yeah, yeah. Basically, just they just want over sexualized characters, which you know, if that's what you want, that's what you want. 
But don't go complaining about other ones that are other game developers who have made their characters probably a lot more realistic than the deep down at the end of the day. That's what they wanted to do. It's not only that forget about let's just forget about in general that it's that that's, that's probably what would happen in general that wait, she doesn't have time. There's no makeup in a dinoverse. A robot dino's a utopia here and everything like that. <laughs> but forget about that in general. It's just like that's what they wanted to do. That that was their decision. As Get the fuck over it at the end of the day. Again, if you want over-sexualized characters, go and play Mortal Kombat. Go and play Street Fighter. Go and play every other, no offense in the wrong way, a lot of Japanese games because they are very over-sexualized sometimes. And if and that's we what you, you want, for go for it. Yes. Uh, we love you. Like, we were just bouncing from the top when it came to fucking Damien Trenton from Resident Evil Village earlier. So it's like... Hmm? Bouncing. Oh, God. Pun intended. Back to my point. Yeah, pun intended. Go for it, Amy. Um, for like, like we like, like. There's nothing wrong with over-sexualized characters, but we accept that they're over-sexualized. But we also accept the ones that are, are not. Aloy's a beautiful character, a beautiful woman, every way for whatever. How that's how they wanted to place her and everything. And she's just overall. Let's just forget this. She's a fucking great character. Okay, maybe a bit probably maybe a bit of a pain in the ass in the sequel, but she's a great character still. Okay, but like. God, get over it, people. Like, seriously. Ugh. Just like, yeah, also, really can you, can you stop being weird? Stop being weird. Stop. We know 2023 has been very horny, but stop it. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even look better. Like, it's just she has makeup on and she's had her eyebrows done, which I guess there's a robot dinosaur out there that runs a spa. Like... I did see one person post uh, a fantastic post, which was if the if these guys want Aloy to look like this, they should be forced every time they start the game up to go through the two hour makeup session. Yes, before they can play the game, and I was like, yeah, that was, I like that. Oh hell, fucking yes. <laughs> do yes, it! Do you've got to do, do it. it, and you've got to you've got to do it perfectly. You know, like hell, fucking yes, yes, do that now. That'll be a lot more simpler. So I just I just circle back to the headline that I I wrote for this, which is stop trying to fix women's faces in video games, you fucking melts. Let's go for the one final one before we go into basically what is practically the main story overall this year. This today deep down, uh, so hateful boyfriend, hateful boyfriend creator. Alleges Epic never paid her royalties. Uh, yeah, I this apologize is, if I've said the name wrong. Had a full boyfriend. It's the it's had the boyfriend. it's the bird the bird dating game from mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, this is from Justin Carter over at GameDeveloper.com. He writes, "Had a full boyfriend's original creator, Hato Moa, has alleged has alleged Epic Games hasn't paid her royalties in the past two years on X." Moa revealed she's received no payment for the visual novel since Epic purchased Mediatonic back in 2021. Her claim was spurred by last week's layoffs at Epic, which was said to be especially impactful for Mediatonic. Beyond Epic insisting that it remains invested in the developer's multiplayer game Fall Guys, the status of Mediatonic and those who remain there are currently unclear. Moa originally created the game under her Dojin Circle, or special interest group, Pidge Nation Inc., as an April Fool's joke. Following the success of the initial 2011 Flash version, Hatterful Boyfriend was remade by Mediatonic in 2014. Quote, I don't think the sales have been zero for two years, end quote, she cheekily added. Moore went on to say she'd previously contacted Epic, who gained the rights post-acquisition, but never received a response back then. 
In response to more, Epic said, quote, it was looking into this and the team will be reaching out to you directly, end quote. After gaining Mediatonic, Epic delisted the Hatful Boyfriends remake from console and mobile storefronts, making it only purchasable via Steam. Moore stressed that despite all this, she's totally fine and wish- well wishes should go to the developers. As she wrote, quote, I just wish I had been strong and influential enough to support all of the nice people from Mediatonic. They've always been nice to me and Hatful, end quote. So big ass studio holding back payments. What a Guess surprise. So, yeah. Allegedly, we'll better say, we'll say that. Felt like I had Keith over the back of my head. <laughs> he gets to anyway in your head, doesn't he? Yeah, it's like he's like there. Allegedly. <laughs> according according to the develop according to the developer of Heartful Boyfriend, who would probably be the one person he would know this. <laughs> yeah, because they just look at her bank account and say, It's like hmm, hmm. nothing from no, Epic today. No payments. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> for twelve for two. How much has it got? Nine point six billion? <clears throat> Still nothing in my bank account. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. One of, <clears throat> the makers of Fortnite, you say. <laughs> Pretty much due. At least Epic's response isn't just, uh, you know, we're gonna we're not commenting on speculation or anything like that. They at least they've taken notice of this and said, okay, we're gonna look into it and obviously, or in theory, uh, rectify any wrongdoings in terms of, uh, you know, any payments that were, were missed. Maybe it's it's uh, they've taken the opportunity to be the squeaky wheel while they got their eyes on Epic with all the Mediatonic stuff going down. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Hopefully, hopefully everybody gets paid what they what they're owed. Uh, when people get acquired, uh, it's always kind of messy in terms of okay, who gets uh, who gets payment in terms of going forward? Now the ownership change and do uh, arrangements <clears throat> with them, or does it stop there and then? Obviously, there's but yeah, people should be people should be paid for their work, and uh, yeah, it, it's kind of murky that they delisted them all the other stores. But uh, I'm sure there's some sales through Steam and they should get paid. Oh, yeah. I mean, Heartful Boyfriend isn't exactly a non- nothing game, you know? Like, exactly. It's a popular game. I'm de- there's definitely been sales of the game in the last two mm-hmm. years. But, like, I mean, this is one of those situations where it's like, you know, mergers, acquisitions, mess. Absolutely agree with you. Epic is one of the, mo- is one of the richest companies in video games. They have yep. lawyers who would have gone through the contracts. And should theoretically have seen the part in the contract, you know, Mediatonic held with Moa to say, we are, we are going to owe him money. <laughs> yep. Probably. Probably. You should have. You would have thought so. You know, you, you know, I'm, so, I'm, no yeah, doubt. I'm getting less and less, like, to, I'm less further and further away from that point where I'm like, there is a benefit of the doubt I could give Epic, but I'm not going to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt, no doubt, no doubt about it. Pay the lady, Epic. Pay the mm-hmm. lady. You've got the money. And everybody else no. you haven't paid, because if this has happened once... Yes. Yeah, no doubt about that. No doubt about it. Okay, okay. Let's start with the shit fest. The thing that kicked it all off this week. The thing that I texted Amy instantly when I found out about it. Um, significant job losses like... Uh, 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 happening. I'm not gonna forget the title. Like uh, this was happening. a story. This was a yeah. story that was updated like four times from when yeah. it started. Uh, significant job losses at Worms publisher. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. You could just delete the word likely. Uh, this is from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer who writes. Worms publisher Team Seventeen has announced a company restructure, likely 
to result in significant job losses, Eurogamer understands, with the majority of the developer's internal QA team affected. Around 50 roles, the vast majority of Team 17's QA department are at risk as part of a major restructuring process as the company opts to outsource its QA work instead. The vast majority of the job losses within the QA team, indicated in a new proposed team structure document shared with staff members on Monday, are of junior QA and analyst roles. Outside of QA, it's unclear to what extent other departments are also affected by restructuring plans. These latest layoffs follow job losses at Team 17 earlier in the year within the company's internal development teams. At the time, staff were told further layoffs would not occur. Staff affected by these latest redundancies were informed of the news via an emergency town hall meeting on Monday morning. A consultation process on the changes has now begun and will conclude in November. A Team 17 spokesperson told Eurogamer, quote, In response to the reports concerning the departure of Michael Patterson from Team 17, we can confirm we have amicably parted ways with Michael. We can also confirm that we have sadly entered into a period of consultation today within Team 17 Digital, with Astragon and Story Toys remaining unaffected by the restructuring plans, end quote. In an update, Eurogamer now understands that Team 17's company restructure is expected to see layoffs across the business, on top of the deep cuts to the company's QA department reported on Monday. The developer's usability team is another set to see job losses, sources close to the company say, with further cuts expected in the studio's programming and marketing departments. I can confirm they've already been hit. Tremendous. I can't be clear. Just going from LinkedIn. Yeah, no. Because I'm on LinkedIn. Link, LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. People who, are, who, I was, who I've seen, like, a lot of them. Like, yeah. all saying, like, I have now left the job, blah, blah, blah. Nothing yeah. like that. This was soul-sucking out of my, out where I'm, where I'm work at and everything. When we found this out and everything, I was just like, fucking hell. Because it's been nothing but <laughs> non-stop over the last few months, basically. Last it couple of weeks and everything. It's <laughs> really been a ripe shit fest and everything. What's this pain in the ass? Um, like I know people who have been affected by this. That's what I think it hurts even more because I know people who have been affected by this. Like, uh, like I did a like a testing thing with with Team Seventeen years ago when before like before I got into where I'm at now. Um, and like I spoke to some of the people who have who were in the usability team who have now sadly lost their jobs. Who like who who I like. Who I worked with there, just they were only work like with what, like just for a couple of hours and everything like that. It was just to like try and figure out something for a game and everything. Um, but yeah, it's it's just, it was just absolutely devastating and everything. And then it was just like by the end of the, the end of the like, it was just like this entire week has just been on top more shit, more shit, mm. and more shit, and more shit. And I was just like, for God's sake, like I, both me and both me and the, the entire entire security, and that's the cute us for our security because. The first ones are obviously got all, and it's all the time, all the time, pretty much all the time. QA is the first thing that get hits for the most part. I'm not saying that all, not it's not all the time, but it is the majority mm. of the time. The QA is the first thing that get hits, gets hit all the time, and it is shit. It's absolute shit, and I hated it. And I've like I've spoken to some of them, like the person who like who helped me like sort out my CV and like who I spoke to personally and everything, who helped me a lot. He's, to my knowledge, he's told me he's still got his job, but he's expecting to hear that he's going to lose it probably. So he's like, he's like already like updating and everything like that and shit. And it's like, I hate this. I absolutely hate this. And I'm going to say this a lot during that beautiful story that we're going to talk about mm -hmm. and whatnot. But it absolutely sucked. Like Team 17, when I was like getting into like development and whatnot, it was just like, 
I heard nothing but great things until like obviously an article came out saying, oh, the, the yeah. former CEO decided, yo, yo, people, can you please wrap my Christmas presents and everything? And I'm just like, what? <laughs> and then uh, here and then, and now this has happened and everything. And it's just like, oh, for fuck's sakes. Fuck's yeah, sakes. Yeah, it's, it's the, the word salad they came out with how they amicably parted ways and all the rest of it. With the guy at the top. Yeah, it's like, oh, we amicably parted ways with the guy at the top. But we have sadly entered into a period of consultation. You're not sad about it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have fucking done it. Exactly. And it's one of these things where I think as a as an industry, we need to stop thinking as QA is expendable. I mean, Just as a, as a whole. The, the, the AAA release scale slate for most of fucking 2023 should prove that QA is, is probably one of the least expendable departments mm. in video games. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, to to everything that you said in terms of this is piling on uh, news and news and news we've seen about throughout the industry, and it's something that Amy and I spoke about. And last week, the industry, yeah, last <laughs> week, it, the the industry isn't sustainable in its current model in terms of the way that we're burning through people, and uh, it's not even that people are just being shifted around uh, video game studios. It's the people uh, it's the fact that these people are being uh emotionally and mentally exhausted from you know from uh, from losing their jobs and, and trying to figure out where the next paycheck's going to come from how they're going to pay their bills how they're going to uh, feed their families and and have you and it's one of those where why would people want to come and work for the video game industry it's, uh, outside of a love of making video games if sure. it is the way that it is i think a big problem a big part of that sort of conundrum as well is is just how fractured the video game industry is in terms of how like where all of the studios are right it's not this isn't like hollywood yeah, yeah. this is this isn't like fi- where most of the films get filmed in la or vancouver like yeah, yeah. like so you know if you live in la or you live in vancouver you'll probably be able to find some work on a film if that's what you want to do like the videos video game studios are everywhere like mm-hmm. moody knows moody obviously knows this because he had to move 250 miles away from where he was living to go to, to get his job at Merge and before that when you were at PlayStation you were travelling like to the other side of the country every, every week and like as someone who went for an interview at a, at a game studio in London and facing the prospect of moving to London <laughs> which is not, not something anyone wants to do um, but it's still like, yeah it's like if you can't re- restrict yourself even before all of these jobs just started disappearing all around. Like you can't restrict yourself to the area that you live in, unless you happen to live in one of like a few different hubs, as I as mm-hmm. I would like call them. Um, so the, the the idea that like a bunch of people have just lost their job at Team Seventeen, and it, and I hope they land on their feet and everything is fine with them. It's like that when they're looking for jobs, they're also having to take into account the prospect of relocation on yes. top of everything else as well. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's probably what causes people to leave the industry. Basically, yeah, that is pretty much what it is. Like, um, <clears throat> like a lot of people like prefer to do the remote work and everything now. Like, work, work or do at least a minimum of hybrid. Like, mine's a hybrid thing, but I still have to move in general. But, but I was willing to do it because it was my first full time job in the industry and everything. Like, I was, I was happily happy to do it and everything. And I've been incredibly lucky. With where I've ended up, where I'm living in Effing and whatnot, it's just I've been I'm incredibly lucky for that. But yeah, it's like not everyone's able to do that. Not everyone's been able to be be able to do that. And like that's the thing about it. Like right now, the worst thing is about it. It's like there's already a shortage of just jobs out there. 
and it's like overflowing with talent who have sadly lost their jobs and people aren't gonna land on their feet sadly and it's that's the worst thing about it even more it's mm. like like i know in our company we've put out we've put things out like because we have positions available but it's like we can only take yeah you don't have so 50 many. right find that amount. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 the worst thing about it is like the of the industry is like of what happened in 2020 and in COVID and everything like that they've overgrown they literally mm-hmm. thought this this is going to be sustainable we're going to be earning this amount of money every single well, year if not more from year on year on year on year out so let's expand and everything and boom it has not happened because everyone's now fucking off to the pub or going to the cinema now everyone can actually go out and socialize people you know yeah and what was it um what was it jim ryan said that yeah we talked about the games industry as recession proof um Mm. and i mean we both mocked him heartily for what he said but like unfortunately like it it was funny at the time when we when he when he said it but unfortunately like i think we're starting to see the we're starting to see the the fact that no it's not like and yeah they have overgrown um from the boom of 2020 for sure i think uh so the way that the head of the studio was also let go uh it might be a side issue i'm not too familiar with the with the machinations here but uh the heads of these studios who have to or uh who go through the business of laying off all these uh people especially in these entry and and uh quote-unquote lower level positions they need to be held accountable and it's kind of if you're, uh, to roll it back to a different story, if you're a, a Team Sweet, you have, uh, and you made the decisions, which mean you have to fire or, or you have to let go 16% of your of your business and it's 800 odd people or whatever the numbers happen to be kind of thing, that is a fundamental error on your part. It's not the fault of those whose jobs are affected as to why they've been let go. It's It's your decisions as to okay this is a strategy we're going to do we're going to expand we're going to acquire this studio we're going to make uh you know x y and z live service games and not all of them are going to pan out but that but and we're going to go through that these people need to be held accountable we can't just leave it on the burden of the people who are affected again it's just not sustainable well the only thing that the executives are accountable for like just to pick a completely random name out of the hat tim sweeney for example the only yeah. time he the only time he will ever be held accountable for 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 anything is if his shareholders and investors don't get returns on their investment yeah so if like the, the money stops and then he's done yeah but yeah, the, the 900 people that will let go from epic last week like that's done so that the money can keep going to the the shareholders um cost cutting um i've read a bit more about that from from what we knew last week and it was um it was all based around like they were losing money uh, for a quarter um looks like because they made some big bets on the metaverse which i mean i've never credited tim sweeney with much intelligence and that just kind of confirms that but um (laughs) Like it's the, as long as the as long as the shareholders get their return on investment, it doesn't matter what happens underneath. Like it doesn't matter what ha- yeah. what's happening to the company as long as the money's still coming in for them. So yes, I agree personally. Like like accountability should be held when you know you're talking about like huge job cuts at Team Seventeen or Epic or anywhere else. Yeah. But there's no there's no mechanics in place 
for that accountability to come from because who's gonna who's gonna hold Tim Sweeney to account or the executives at Team Seventeen? There's no will to do that. Yeah, the the shareholders need to get some morals in order to say, okay, we think that that practice is bad, therefore we're going to take our money. Unfortunately, if they were, if they had morals, they wouldn't be shareholders. <laughs> That's true. Um, and this is a problem we're going to see. We've seen last week, the week before. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the week before that, throughout 2023, we're going to see it more for the rest of the year. We're going to see it more next year. Because as Moody correctly pointed out, a lot of this is now, like part of this at least, is down to the game industry booming in 2020 and deciding that that was sustainable, which it wasn't. We all knew it wasn't. Yeah, it never was going to be, yeah. (laughs) Except the video game companies, I guess. They thought it was going to be completely sustainable from now until the end of time. They just saw the dollar signs in their eyes. It's like, wait, we're making how much extra money? Cool, we can make this. So we have, so like capitalism demands that number continues to go up no matter what, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gonna suck for for a while. Yeah, twenty twenty three is the best year for video games, and also the worst year for video games. Until twenty twenty four comes along, says hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not a beer, but hold my energy drink. It's more appropriate for for a game, in anyway. That's true. I'd rather be drunk than drink that. <laughs> Report: My Naughty Dog lays off a dozen of contracted developers. Um, yeah, thank you. You crossed it out, and then I was like, "There it is." <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, this is from Justin Carter over at GameDeveloper.com. He writes: Layoffs have reportedly hit the staff over at Naughty Dog. A new report from Kotaku alleges the Last of Us developer has cut at least twenty-five contracted jobs. A pair of sources told the outlet the affected contractors are expected to work through the month of October. While the art and production departments were affected, the majority of reductions reportedly hit the Q18. In a layoff-heavy year, this is the biggest first-party PlayStation developer to get caught up in the proceedings. It's further alleged no severance is being offered, and contractors, both those impacted and the ones remaining, have been told to keep quiet on the matter. Yeah, so there's several things shady about this. The most... uh the most egregious one is probably the asking them to keep quiet on the matter because I think that's just something that you can't do. If you if you're being you know invited to a, an all hands meeting and say okay, you guys are gone, the first thing you're going to do is, is go on social media and let okay. all lose what they're going to do. I'd like you more. I'd like to speak to Jason Schreier, please. Yes, I'll hold. Yes, exactly. Fired. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think with this story in particular, I think a lot has been made out of. The uh, of the severance. Now it's my understanding, and I'm wrong about. It. But contractors aren't often afforded severance yeah. when it comes to that. It's just the terms of their contract. So I think uh, this line saying it's further alleged that no severance is being offered. I'm not well, sure it was, it was on them to do that in the first place. No, it's not. And this is the way Naughty Dog operates, from what we understand. Because this to me mm-hmm. goes. This to me is again fucking terrible. Yeah, fuck the people who made these decisions. This ties back into something we read about about Naughty Dog an indeterminate amount of time ago. Um, one of the things that Naughty Dog did when they were making The Last of Us Part Two was to use excessive amounts of contractors, but contractors could only have could only work a certain length before, like you know, they couldn't continuously extend their contracts. It's one of the things that um. 
slowed the development of The Last of Us Part Two then was that contractors would leave and then new contractors would come in. And it's exactly for this reason. It's because like they don't have to pay severance to the people who are contracting at the studio if they want to let them go because they're contractors. They just don't yes. renew their contract. I've said the, the word contract way too many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, it's one of these. I think the other thing interesting about this was the notion, at least, I don't think it's been confirmed, the dog or the PlayStation. This was in relation to uh, Factions or the Last of Us multiplayer game that's in development. And then uh, Bungie came along and uh, said, this ain't it, Chief. And then uh, that project has been kind of put on ice and uh, the the affected people were reportedly working on that. Now. Whether yeah. they originally had plans... What could, sorry, I just need to, bump, to jump in really quickly. It's like, yeah, we're not making factions anymore, so we'll get rid of these people because what could the what could people who make video games possibly do at a video game making company? Like, I don't, I don't know. Right. It's the age old conundrum, isn't it? But it, it, it's one of these where, okay, so I accept that they're, they're contractors, but potentially they could have had work secured up until, say, launch. And if they, for example, said, okay, we're going to, uh, we're going to plan to launch factions in spring of 2024. At least they would know at that point. Okay, my job is quote unquote safe up until then. But now the project's been put on ice out of no fault of their own. They're not the ones making the the kind of the creative decisions in terms of okay, we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to take the game in this direction and we're going to import uh, employ these mechanics and all the rest of it. They're just doing too kind of. Thing. It's not to say that they aren't creative people in their own right. Oh no, but what what I'm not, yeah. A picture. I'm sorry, Mooney. We mean bits have kind of been ping pong backwards and forwards here. A, a picture I'm starting to draw of of the way development works at these larger studios is there are a lot of incredibly artistic, creative, talented, amazing people that make things for a loose cabal of complete nut jobs who somehow fluked their way into leadership positions and have no fucking clue what they want or what the people underneath them can do, and somehow the incredible people underneath them sometimes manage to translate the fucking doom-scrolling on the wall of complete nonsense that is a game document, a game development document, into something that's actually good. That's what I'm starting to think AAA game development actually is. Mm -hmm. That was probably a bit hyperbolic, but you get my point. (laughs) Sorry. No. <clears throat> I just felt like I had to interject that there. I'm starting to get a little frustrated. Yeah, and uh, it's one of these where we probably won't hear the truth of what happened here in terms of whether it was due with uh, factions or, or anything else. But, again, Naughty Dog is, uh, you know, the jewel in the PlayStation crown, as it were, for, for in terms of game studios. It's not like they're short of money that they couldn't just keep these people on and have them working on other projects. It's not like Naughty Dog even said, okay, we're putting factions on ice, but we have other single-player content that we're working They're going to need to QA test us at some point kind of thing. It's kind mm-hmm. of, you have the means to keep these people game for and And for sure, your point uh, that you raised about uh, people extending their contracts in- indefinitely and that not being the case, that's completely valid. But you've also got to look after your people as well because, mm-hmm. you know, they- they've... Uh, you, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be a team, and it's it's your job as people in leadership positions to look after your team as well as uh, you know return on investment and, and bring uh, bring the bucks in and all that jazz. 
The video game just... industry seems like fertile ground for mediocre white men to fail upwards. Yes. Mm-hmm. With zero accountability. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hailed as Even geniuses when... because the people underneath them managed to make The Last of Us. Yeah. <clears throat> but... Yeah, sorry, Moody. I'm not, I'm not sure if you had anything to add on <laughs> to Amy and I's rambling on that one. No, 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 no. It's absolutely fine. Uh, what you said was all spot on and everything. It's no no problem whatsoever, and I completely agree with it. The only thing I would say is, is that, for me, is that, <clears throat> like, I spoke to, like, a friend of mine at work and everything like that, and um, we were like, and he says for him, for, for QA testers, the best way to do it is going to be in contracting jobs, but it's like creating a contracting company. So like there's like contract contracting QA companies out there. There's two in the Q, in the the three I think in the in the UK Emerge QA, Kudos QA, and there's one in Scotland I cannot remember the name of. Something QA, <laughs> and um, like they all do like they like they contract themselves out to the big companies and everything like that, and um, or to all the companies basically who who would like who would like them to do stuff and whatnot. So it's like. Mm. It's instead of having the internal department, they just farm it out to another company. Yeah, basically, and I think it already like I hate this in general. Like, does like I've already stated on multiple bloody occasions, but I think like <clears throat> this goes through not only like of just a crap, a crap of management and everything, but of crap of uh, ideas of what like 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 you stated. It's like sounds like factions has been put on ice and everything like that because the destiny creators came in and said yo that's this sucks <laughs> this is not it so this is not mm-hmm. how you do it um, i can't trust, believe a trust. studio that was that is known for making you know a sing, single player um, games yeah, yeah. couldn't translate that success into a live service yeah yeah no doubt about that yeah, i agree with that um but it's like it's a it's a it's a, and a, it's a knock-on effect and it's like this is throughout like all the stories basically that we're going to talk about it's like it's the whole thing of like how much the money and everything like that it's like how much uh uh money is getting thrown into games like what is like last of us part two was like a report like 200 million dollars that's extraordinary that's absolutely extraordinary to me along with um like horizons uh two was like 220 million it's like that's bonkers and we don't know if that's mixed in if that's just development or if that's development and marketing i fucking hope it's both because if it's not holy shit like serious that's even more than i don't think it is that was the uh, no i i don't think it if it's anything like the movie industry so you typically like double Double the budget that uh, yeah yeah, 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 and that's just for marketing yeah yeah yeah. so it's like if it it, if it isn't then that's that's just crazy so like it goes back to the stuff of like of like just them throwing too much money into these things, uh, and it's like, and it's the same thing of like the, the same thing, same thing. What what the movie industry needs to do, you need to freaking stop throwing so much fucking money at these things because you, in the long term, are gonna hurt yourselves because you won't be able to sustain yourselves. You won't, or you're gonna have to keep on sacking and sacking and sacking and sacking stuff just so you can keep on doing the thing that capitalists want you to do. Say we have made this much money. But we have zero staff now, apart from us. <laughs> yeah. If the, um, if the video game studios aren't going to protect the people, then they need to protect themselves. And uh, one of the answers is to unionize. Unionize, yeah, I'll also unionize. Unionize. The, yeah. whole, the whole industry needs to unionize. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Look what just Not happened really in, in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've uh, made some notes and changed some stuff. Basically, yeah, we're, 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 we're pushing up against time. 
Go, go for I've, it. Yeah. I've narrowed Moody's choices down to basically <laughs> one story <laughs> in two parts. <laughs> Just do the Bioware one for both of them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we've got two stories here about Bioware. You know, like we did, we podcasted the year Mass Effect Andromeda came out. Like the words about podcast. Words about games podcast existed, and I'm pretty sure I didn't talk about Bioware as much in that year as I have this year. Um, so the first story is ex-Bioware employees Sue Studio over shortchanged severance. This is from Justin Carter over at GameDeveloper.com, who writes, Seven of the 50 employees laid off by Bioware are suing their former employer. The ex-staff has claimed the Edmonton studio has refused to pay adequate severance to those affected by the late August reductions. According to the press release, Alberta court law requires companies to give a month of severance pay per year of service when terminating an employee without cause. The employees have an average of 14 years at Bioware, whose severance was dubbed significantly less than the required amount. With the studio allegedly refusing to increase its amounts, the employees are taking the Mass Effect and Dragon Age developer to court for the, quote, unreasonably poor treatment, end quote. R. Alex Kennedy, providing counsel for the employees, wrote that Bioware, quote, attempted to reduce its obligation to these employees well below what courts typically award. Their termination without cause en masse like this calls for a response, end quote. Citing the mass industry layoffs and NDAs preventing them from showing their work on Dragon Age Dreadwolf, one plaintiff said the ex-employees were, quote, struggling to understand why Bioware was shortchanging us in this challenging time, end quote. All terrible. Fuck Bioware. Mm. That does bring up an interesting point that I don't think we've ever considered when we've talked about the about the layoffs that are being enacted across the games industry, which is these people who have been laid off from Bioware, Dragon Age, Shredwolf, have nothing to show for the work that they've yeah. been doing for the last few years, which has got to make it more challenging to find a job. Boss. Yeah, how, how are you going to walk into an interview yeah. and say, yeah, I worked on Dragon Age Red, Red Wolf. It was brilliant, I tell you. I'm, well, I'm telling you, man, like, fucking, I've got, like, I've done, I've done the best art of my entire career. And then we'll be like, can we see it? And be like, no, you're just going to have to trust me on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I've been Picture told the game might come eye. out. We're not sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's on its sixth creative director. And the last time I saw it, was ripping it apart. <laughs> yeah, they were starting over. They fired all the writers. It was just... <laughs> Um, yeah, this absolutely sucks and everything like that. And then it's a, like, like the the only that like at least like when it came to like the epic one that happened like which I'm not condoning still at all. Like they've, to my knowledge, to what I've read, like they've paid them out like six months, six months, of, six of months severance. severance. That's fucking something. This this like to hear this is just deplorable. And again, it just goes back to when it comes to Bioware. Bioware is just that that studio. If we hear. Anytime between now and forever, the EA close Bioware. I won't be fucking surprised <laughs> at all because EA is going to be like EA, EA is responsible for most of this as well, but also the management sure. because they haven't fixed the management structure there well, whatsoever at Bioware, and they've just allowed them to run wild like crazy pawn dogs. Basically, well, we've we've got evidence of Bioware's mismanagement going all the way back to Dragon Age Two at this point yeah. from various sources which was yeah. which was in 20 no 2009 um i think the game was released Probably in 2009 yeah it, well they only developed it within like two within less than two years so two years before the, the release date and i mean 
probably 2011. did 2011 so 2000 so 2009 um and we've probably got like i mean it was probably going on before then like the thing is like it's been ca- it's been shown from books articles you know interviews that bioware just hasn't been well managed for a decade more than a dec more than more, more than a decade <laughs> and <laughs> they don't seem to have ever fixed anything that's going on there and like it's caught up to them now to the point where hey they don't have an amazing reputation um thanks to the games that they've been releasing so they they don't like the company management doesn't have the excuse to fall back on but we make great games um cuz i mean that's been in question for a little while now but um it seems to be, it. it seems to be that's a dumpster fire <laughs> <laughs> like it seems to just be a raging fire and it's like ea is like the from the meme with the computer with the fire and they just don't not doing anything about it it's fine it's fine everything's fine everybody loved the mass effect legendary edition yeah yeah it's absolutely crap and like seeing this like just yeah yeah um... bioware is one of my favorite studios like i love their games and everything and just to see this it's just like Ah! Speaking of which, Keyword Studios unionized Dragon Age QA team has been laid off. This is from Sophie McAvoy over at GamesIndustry.biz. He writes, Dublin-based Keyword Studio has laid off its Dragon Age Dreadwolf QA team contracted to assist Bioware Edmonton in Canada. As reported by Polygon, the recently unionized team will let go in late September after Bioware decided not to continue its contract in August. Last year, the QA workers joined the United Food and Commercial Workers Canada Union, making the group the first game industry union in Canada. The UCFW filed an employment standards complaint against Keyword Studios this week, reporting that it offered minimal severance. This follows news that former, that former Bioware employers are suing for better severance. Blah, blah, we just talked about it. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, UFCW spokesperson said, quote, Workers at Keyword Studios have spent a year trying to bargain a fair first collective agreement before the shocking news that Bioware had cancelled the contract with Keyword Studios Edmonton, subsequently laying off a unionized staff, end quote. <clears throat> My worry here is, like, where I think that's going on here is that Bioware, like, they're in complete shit right now, as we've already spoken about and everything like that. But if them sacking off all this staff, like, all the other ones have like well been reported as like for the most part is save money, save money, save money for the most part, or reconstruction or whatever. This one doesn't hear any of that. It just sounds like they've just sacked them and everything. This so is allegedly. Did he I'm sorry, just in case you didn't hear that. Allegedly. Union busting. This is just mm. another union busting tactic. Like Keyword yeah. Studios, QA testers, formed a union. And now they've all been mysteriously sacked. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Sorry. I would have got to that. I know, sorry. I just, just so you know. I thought of the, the allegedly joke. <laughs> I want everyone to get it out there. <clears throat> but also, I'm just curious about... Have they quietly just decided, fuck Dragon Age Dreadwolf? No, I don't think they've decided, fuck Dragon Age Dreadwolf. And cancel it. No, they won't cancel it. They can't cancel it. They'll fold like a cheap 
futon. Well, it all really depends as if they've uh, if they've sported to like a year and everything like that, which they would have had to. Well, if they cancel so, Dragon Age Dreadwolf, they might, they've, they're effectively closing their own studio because they're not like if my, if Dragon Age Dreadwolf, God knows what the fuck that that game even looks like or what stage of development it's in. But the only other game they're working on is Mass Effect, which is in early stages of development, reportedly. Yeah. That's another. Five to seven years, providing it is also Don't not a raging that. dumpster fire. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. Th- that's going to have been more than ten years without releasing yeah, a but game. This isn't sustainable. They have to release a game sooner or later. Yeah, they can't just go. Uh, yeah, they love the Mass Effect trilogy remake remaster. Let's throw out a trilogy remake of a remaster of the first three Dragon Age games. That will only sustain yeah. people for so long mm-hmm. in everything, uh, especially if it's especially if it's good or not. Either way, if, if that's what they want, if they, that's what they <laughs> wanted to do in everything, they eventually have to release a new game. Mm-hmm. They have to. They've been pushing this game back and back and back and back and back and back, rebringing in new people, new creative directors, blah blah blah, all 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 the time. I will not be again surprised if, like, if this one company gets closed or two, if they come out and say, "Yeah, we're not doing Dragon Age: Dragon Die Wolf anymore. We've just put it on the ice work, and everyone seems like they want to talk want Mass Effect, so we're just going straight into Mass Effect." They're done. Like my nope. my, f- <laughs> sorry, Rafitz. My firm belief is, if they do cancel Dragon Age: Dreadwolf, they're finished as a studio. Yeah, they'll circle back to Anthem before they'll cancel <laughs> Dragon Age Dreadwolf. <laughs> and then they're finished as a studio. <laughs> Anthem, you thought you you thought you didn't know you you thought you didn't want it back, but uh, it's here. You really it's didn't Anthem. want it back. <laughs> Anthem two point oh. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. This is sucks and everything like that again. Just. Typical cooperation squash trying to squash See, unions, and this is why the, the the industry needs to 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 unionize because they can only get away with this because there's plenty of non-union talent that they can use. If the entire industry is unionized, can't pull this shit. There you go. True. <laughs> I also just want to say, like, as a as a thing for the stories that we have read currently, um, all of the stories that were on the on the websites all came with updates to assure us that the games that were being made at these studios are still maintaining like you know they're still going going on schedule everything is still a-okay and Uh every single time bearing in mind this is like a daily occurrence we've been reading the story of this and story of this and story of this and then being at the end it's like but don't worry the games that that we're making are still going just fine it's like i don't give a flying fuck <laughs> about the it's games like, that you're making right now. <laughs> that's the thing about it. With how with how shit fire it all is it that by the way. I'm just like, I don't believe you. Yeah. Anymore when it comes to your games, like that's why I'm saying it's like I'm I, if they if it ever came out that or if I heard one little rumor and I don't care if it came from the, that uh, grub, I would believe it. If he came out and says, yeah, they've cancelled Dragon Age Red Bob and said, fucking you it, Amy. Yeah, but it was this, but it was Jeff Cobb. Uh, he's always wrong or something like that. I don't give a fuck. He's found out. <laughs> no. No, it's just it's just like, you know, you, you companies are talking about like, you know, purposefully going out of their way to ruin people's livelihoods. I don't give a flying fuck how Dragon Age or whatever last whatever fucking naughty dog's working on, I don't really care how that's going no, no, right now. Nobody's nobody's buying the fact that these final paragraphs saying don't worry the game's still in development. 
and also anybody but shareholders. No, not at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it can't be. You just fired a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to throw it out as a broken mess because you just sacked the entire team that could help you fix it? It's like the fucking. It's like the fucking initial Bioware announcement of the fucking layoffs where they were like, we we want to make a studio that's more agile and faster, and it's like, well, then you need more people. Yes. <laughs> You're not a fucking race car. The lighter you are, the faster you go. <laughs> You're the opposite. <laughs> yeah, this ain't F1. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, they think we're fucking... I've said this on numerous occasions throughout the years of this podcast. It's like, this is how stupid they think people are. Like, their statements are a measure of your intelligence. Like, for what they think your intelligence is. <laughs> like, what kind of bullshit will these people believe next? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pigs will fly. Pigs will fly. Um, so after that, lovely. See, this is why I, this is why I wanted to do Vitz, this horniest year of gaming thing at the beginning. I was like, got to do it. Oh, it's going to counterbalance everything else. Um, what's happening next week? Not a lot. Um, but I'm going to try streaming on Sundays. <laughs> Fridays is 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 getting more and more difficult um so i'm gonna move things to sundays but what that does mean is i know exactly what i'm streaming this sunday because <laughs> it's not a nebulous thing that's happening a week from now i'm finishing the expanse um i'm gonna try and aim for like 7 to seven thirty p.m twitch.tv did you not finish it last weekend did you? i didn't play it last weekend i didn't stream oh, okay. last weekend okay. um but yeah uh, twitch.tv slash words about games 7 p.m ish um, it's all new, so I'll figure out like a firm start time. But um, yeah, I've got three episodes of The Expanse left to play. Sponsored nice. by Daffod Moody, who bought me the game and forced <laughs> me to stream it. <laughs> Didn't force you to stream it, but okay. You did. I forced you to play it. Stream it. <laughs> you knew that I would have. You knew that you know. You forced me to stream it because you knew that I would. Pl- I would actually play it. You gave me a code for Bramble. I didn't play that for like three months. <laughs> so if I bought you it, you would have. Is that what you're trying no, to say? No, uh, well, no. If you bought me it, I probably still wouldn't have played it for three months. But if you told me you wouldn't could buy it if I streamed it, I probably would have streamed and played it. <laughs> like I did with The Expanse. Amy's going to be in the right mood for things. We've there has to be. No, no, no. <laughs> I have to be in the right mood for things. Or, like, you have to you have to engineer a situation where I can't get out of it. <laughs> Mm. it's like yeah it's in some obligation yeah if it's like if it's like oh like i could i could i can't just say i've played it because then you could just check the vod <laughs> mm. i wouldn't check the vod <laughs> too lazy all you have to do is check what it says <laughs> yeah, what the title is yeah <laughs> yeah totally the expansion not only absolutely the- definitely <laughs> expansion and then you look at the thumbnail and it's like fucking vampire survivors and you're like that doesn't look like the expanse. <laughs> it, it's a mini game inside the game. It's oh, you mustn't have found <laughs> it. Sorry. Yeah, it's very strange. Look. Don't know what you're talking about, Moody. Shut up, Moody. <laughs> um, we already talked about Forts and Motorsport. So, um, yeah. Shall we move to the final section of the podcast? Let's do the damn thing. Open critic head to hand. This is a game we play every week where we try to guess the open critic averages of upcoming games. Whoever guesses closest to the score gets a point, and if you manage to guess the score correctly, you get two points. Last week, me and Vitz put our, did our guesses on the podcast, and then Moody texted me about an hour later and went, Shit, I didn't do my guesses. 
To, to which I said, just put them in anyway, who cares? So, yeah, he put them in at some point in the, the, the Google yeah. document. And I trust he didn't wait until the games were out because he knows I wasn't going to check it until today. <laughs> <laughs> he also knows I don't care that much about Open Critic Head to Head. It's a fun way to talk about video I games. I, I would have put the exact score. <laughs> For all three really? You got, you got you're all three spot on. How, how bizarre. <laughs> um, I wouldn't have even questioned it either. I would have just been like, damn. <laughs> Damn, Damn Moody had a good week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last week we did try to guess the open critic average of three games. The first one was Detective Pikachu Returns. I guessed it would get an 80, Moody guessed it would get a 75, Vitz guessed it would get an 85, and at the time of like recording... <laughs> hey, Nintendo game, man. Uh, Detective Pikachu Returns returned a 67. Uh, what happened like, to that Pokemon a... bump that, <laughs> that you all get? Never Everyone's been. still mad about Scarlet and Violet. I am. That's true. He, he, I and by everyone, I mean Moody. <laughs> so I just assume everybody else is as well. <laughs> that DLC runs smooth as butter. <laughs> smooth as butter that's been kept in the freezer. Yes. Like, for God's sake, we're going to get, get another game next year. For God's sake, so I'm just like... <laughs> Stop it. You're killing my childhood. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, we also try to guess the, up, uh, the average, the open critic average of Assassin's Creed Mirage. I guessed mm. it would get an 88. Moody guessed it would get a 78. And Vitz guessed it would get a 75. And at the time of recording, Assassin's Creed Mirage has a 77. I get... Close. Twas close. I just yeah. saying, like, I was kind of lo- looking forward to it, and like, I'm hearing like not the greatest thing. I mean, so, seventy-seven is just... still a good game, you know. I go mm-hmm. off the one I like. I like skill up. He's not wasn't a fan of it, so I'm just like, oh, well, you know, you, yeah, need, from, to, you need to diversify your life, critic pool. <laughs> I don't. I like the ones who I agree with. I ones, yeah, plural. <laughs> I mean, if it's just one, I'd, I'd suggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to you and I listen to Vitz. Like, yeah, Vitz's but... opinions made me not want to watch Gran Turismo at all. Sure. <laughs> there you go. Sure, but all Vitz does is play Starfield and drive around in cars. And all I do is play weird shit or things from 20 years ago. <laughs> that's true, that's true, that's true, that's true. You know tomorrow, by the time when this is released, it's going to go down to 76. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, but then Vitz gets to feel feel how know how that feels like we know how that feels. There you go. Uh, we also try to guess the open critic average of Forza Motorsport. I guess that we get a 92. Moody guessed that we get an 88. And Vitz guessed it would get a 90 at the time of recording. Forza Motorsport has an open critic average of 84. Definitely had to double check to make sure I got the right Forza Motorsport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when, you, when I saw your two high scores, I was like, I'm not going in the middle. I'm not going higher well, than Amy. So I was like, I had <laughs> I had logic. I, said, I went I went with we went through it. Yeah, yeah. I went with uh, whatever the last Forza Horizon got. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I think what Vitz said was spot on that it's a motorsports game. The Horizon's the one that gets the highest kill it loves and all they always get the love. Most sports, I think, so is a bit uh, is a bit more mixed for a lot of people, as opposed to this. <laughs> that one's like, fun. This one's for nerds. Eight yeah. <laughs> uh, falls like great to hear, everything like that, like uh, great work by the developers and whatnot. I mean, like congratulations to the teams. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! So the scores are: Amy thirty-one, Moody twenty-eight, Vitz one, 
all the other guests who should have been backing Vitz up zero uh, and two draws. <laughs> I was like, I want to make sure that people know that, that Vitz has only done this a few times. Other people have been here and they've really that signed down. <laughs> um, this week we're going to do two games. The first one, Tall War Pharaoh. There's a new Tall War game coming out. Awesome. And, and, and apparently it's Pharaoh related. I played a Total War game when I was in uni. Shogun. And apparently they're still making them. Uh, it, it turns out, yeah. That's a, uh, still a thing. Uh, Vitz, what do you think Total War Pharaoh is going to receive by the time next week? Uh, I'm going to say... Let's go ballpark. Let's say 80. 80. 80. My only, ex- my only um, recent experience with Total War was I, uh, I put it in my fantasy critic team instead of Crusader Kings 3, and the difference was like fucking 20 points or something. <laughs> I got burned real bad. <laughs> um, I did also interview one of the creative directors years and years ago when they did that free-to-play game. I didn't realize it was like a free-to-play game. So I was thoroughly unprepared with questions. I had to make them all up on the spot. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess 74. The bold call. I like making bold calls. Uh, 81. 81. Lastly, we're going to guess the open critic average of Lords of the Fallen. The Lords of the Fallen. Oh. Who cares? Because Lords of the Fallen is a completely different game to the Lords of the well, Fallen. Well, no, Lord of the Fallen was the first one. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, I might be I wrong. I think. And Lords of the Fallen is the new one. And I, I, was, I was unfortunate enough to play the first one. And everybody keeps telling me this one looks good, but all I can think about is that first one. I did not enjoy it. Twenty fourteen, the first one. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like it was like riding the coattails of of like Dark Souls's popularity at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and what the development studio decided to do was they thought, what if we made Dark Souls, but much slower. Everyone yeah. like this one, you said? And my main... Go. No, no, everyone's trying to convince me that the new one looks good. Oh. oh. The old one was not popular. Yeah. Like, what? It, like the, the thing that everybody loves about Dark Souls is it's brutal difficulty, right? Yeah, sure, all right. <laughs> not really, but okay. Um, So, Lords of the Fallen, Vitz. Or The Lords of the Fallen. Uh, 79. 79. <clears throat> Lords of the Fallen, the complete edition. Like the, so, there's two like versions of on Open Critic. So, like there's the normal version, which was like the first version that came that, that has a 69 on their score. Uh, on the nice. Lords of the Fallen, the complete edition, it's only got two reviews on there, and one of them is the Jim Quisition, <laughs> and they gave it a seven out of ten. <laughs> the complete edition. So, <laughs> uh, I think that just makes me laugh. No question mark. Um, I don't know, like like it is like it has been so long that it's basically like 
you might as well be a brand new game. And I I read a thing about it in Edge Magazine that sounded really cool. But my perception of this game is coloured by me playing the original and having that inflicted upon me. Um, I'm going to go 76. Nice. The cursed Fallout number. 75. 75 and we'll find out how that went next week that's going to do it for this episode of the words about games podcast and i believe i said it was number 372 ask, so, sorry for putting in i apologize that's fine there. um we're going way over <laughs> do we want to no, no it's this marvel spider-man i know that's like the week after but i just have a feeling will we get will they get reviews out early for that again uh do we the, wanna, the embargo do... day is the 16th i believe so that's the monday of that week. No mind. Yeah. Never mind. Ignore me. That's going to do it for episode 372 of the Words About Games podcast. Thanks very much for watching. It, it, bye. <laughs> Say bye, everyone. Long and prosper. Wait, no. Hold on. Does someone have any words of inspiration or wisdom? Preferably 10 words or less. Hey, you. You are awesome. Have a great weekend. Peace out. I couldn't count that fast. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>